This is a hose head. Production! Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gate. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot things. Dark guards and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome back. I guess you could call it a classy stranger episode, which I would love to. I want to create a look a little intro for us. But uh, I'm Tom Cat, aka Tom Thompson, and I got the Irishman Aaron. I'm trying like I was trying to think of like what what nickname we could call you. And, and <laughs> only the other day, I was actually listening to the the Irish Vanishing Triangle episode. And I was listening to like you guys like um, spewing out your aliases and stuff. And then I, I just come in with like, yeah, I don't have anything cool. And I was sitting there for like the last like two days going like, I can't think of anything that like even sounds anywhere natural now. Like I'm not trying to like. Man, well, mine just was stupid from the beginning. It was just like hip hop names I had, right? Like Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. And like, I guess it kind of meshes, but that's just because like people used to call me Tomcat. Like, uh, you probably don't know this, but like when I was like a chef, like a cook, like I had my head chef and stuff like that. And everyone called me Tomcat like back in the day. And even my, uh, my fucking chef, when I'd be like prepping downstairs, we had like a basement prep kitchen. He'd be like, Row! and like meow at me or like fucking cat, let's get upstairs. And, and he'd be like, when you're signing off on stuff, he'd like, just put a kitty pod. I'll know it was you. And I'm like, you fucking, it was just like, um, a jokey name. And you know, it's just, it means you fuck older women, but that's, I kind of just like, it just kind of stuck it's just stuck yeah and then my grandfather's name is tom thompson so like, i kept that and he was a painter so i kind of and then i was like you know what no one has the name the raptilian and is my favorite conspiracy and i was like hey that's mine now that's mine and i'm the only youtube channel with that thing so i was like you know what that's mine now uh but we'll fucking think of uh we'll think of something for you like and i don't like it i guess it doesn't need to be based on that you're irish it could be just something like um Horror man Aaron. See, <laughs> yeah, see, stupid. yeah, you see, I just feel like something like reptilian is like it, it just rolls off the tongue and it seems like yeah. super creative. So like <laughs> anything that I tried to come up with was like it was kind of like what you said where it's like horror boy. <laughs> Su- yeah. Super horror man boy. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, these all sound that's awful. fucking hilarious no this is really exciting because um like when this comes out and stuff like that it'll be getting closer to halloween um we have plans to do like a live special for all the fans out there i really want to get that done we'll actually hash out a date um that we're gonna do it in october and it'll be posted on all of the stuff um all of our feeds and everything like that instagram and all that shit because i would like to do with uh me billy aaron uh and anton kind of have the group together and do a fun halloween episode uh, you have to catch the uh, we had a live that we did last year it's on the YouTube and we all dressed up uh, it was oh, and then like for the, idea, it yeah. was fucking great and then for me and Billy's special um, 
we uh, when we did Billy did the uh, fucking Halloween special. You can find that on YouTube and stuff like that. And obviously the audio is on the podcast. But I dressed up like Rowdy Roddy Piper. And like it, like from they live with like the glasses and everything. It was dope, and like <coughs> it was just funny because I had a fan that was like, I needed to watch the video because he's like, when you guys were, uh, you know, recording, he was like, I was missing out on stuff because it was a. And I was like, this is why it's so important to watch the specials on YouTube because Alex Billy's buddy was like pissing under the table in a fucking bottle because he couldn't hold it in and like it was just like bananas but it was a hilarious episode but I want to do more stuff like that in your Halloween like get the van- fans like in the chats talking mm-hmm. to us all that kind of stuff so um, we're definitely going to do that and I think that we'll do like we'll try to fit in some good fun Halloween episodes and shit for I want to do a I want to do some sort of commentary with you Closer yeah. to Halloween. Uh, yeah. I want to pick something. Uh, at first, I had toyed with the idea of uh, the Wes Craven Carnival of Souls. Yeah. The one, just something obscure and just like weird. See, I've never seen the remake. So, Carnival of Souls would be a good, good idea. And would you like to do it for the main show or for the Patreon? It doesn't really matter to me. I just thought it would be a cool idea. It'd be fun, I yeah. think. And and I feel like that's a kind of a unique, like it has quite a cult following, but it's not like, you know, it's not like we're going like, oh, we're going to watch like the, the first Halloween movie. And it's like, no. everybody will be like, oh, I've already fucking seen this. That's why we chose like a sleepaway camp. And I think it's, mm-hmm. it, we should do it as a Patreon thing. But like, I want to do like the commentary kind of thing for like Halloween and for the Patreon for both of us. But I would like to keep that an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, me, you, and Anton, we all, we, he wants to do Jason X. We could all do that oh, together. Yeah. It would be fucking funny all through. Cause then you're chilling one. with your boys, drinking up, even though we're apart. And, That's a good uh, one. And then I've never seen, I said to Anton, I was like, if you ever think of movies that you think I haven't seen, like I haven't really seen Chud um, or weird, obscure movies like that, which it would be good to have somebody that's never seen it and be like, what the fuck? Like I didn't see Sleepaway Camp surprisingly till like last year and I fucking really liked it. I was like, this is just like Friday 13th, but with tranny fucking shit going on. <laughs> I was like that with Toxic Avenger. I hadn't seen I've that seen until that. like yeah. maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, I saw that when I was, like, young because, like, a buddy's older brother's playing. But that's a good one to do. Like, Tromo fucked up, like, movies is good to do. And we're going to have a lot of stuff for the commentary and for the Patreon. Uh, so, obviously, I always shut that out. Uh, but, you know, for this episode, we are kind of doing a Canada versus Ireland most haunted, uh, you could say. I'm thinking I'm going to call it Haunted Canada versus Ireland. And then we can kind of go on and do some other haunted things to do with, like, a kind of a little series. And I made this ridiculous intro. Oh, That was it. I literally like <laughs> I threw that together at work. When um when the Irish anthem came on there, uh at first I was like, wait a second, that's not the fucking over here, right? Which is this is a really weird thing. So like it's we in, have our like own... I saw it's in like a in, it's in isn't it in Gaelic or something like that? Yeah. So like we have our own language here. Um Do you but, speak it like well? Uh I can speak it but not 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 well anymore. When I was when I was still in high school and stuff, um 
I was quite fluent in it. And like a lot of people go and stay out in the west of Ireland and like they have areas out there that strictly speak like they will not speak English. Crazy, yeah. Um Oh, it reminds me of the French Canadians. Like that that uh that national anthem, I actually don't know that in English. Crazy. I would say like most people here don't speak the Irish language, but Yeah. I would say probably 95% of the population, if they do know the Irish national anthem, they don't know it in English. They only know it in Irish. That's kind of crazy. And like, I would love to learn some like Gaelic swear words and stuff like that. But like, it's like fucking Quebec. We always rip on Quebec. It is a fucking joke. But the thing is like that, like they, there's some parts of Quebec that will not speak English to people or they just don't choose to learn it. But yet we're forced, forced down our throat at school. I never learned French cause I hated it. Not gonna lie. I just don't like, I don't find the language appealing. I'm sorry. I know mm. I'm Canadian and there's tons of Frenchies here, but like, I just don't find appealing. And then you go over there and there's, there was supposed to be some like rebel news posted that was like, uh, um, certain jobs uh, uh, will pay you less if you can't speak French in Quebec and if you only speak English. And I'm like, that's fucking not good, man. You can't do that. That's like fucking bigotry. That, I was going to say, is that not illegal? That's like, I don't know. There's a lot of illegal things going on in Canada right now. And yeah, I watched Phantasm last week on Mushrooms outside. And I actually was pretty much paying attention to the movie. I was like, my girlfriend kept tripping me out because she was like looking around, watching the dog, make sure. He, and I was like looking up and I could see all the stars were having like had patterns all connecting and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I wish you could see what I could see. Like, this is fucking weird. And then when I went out to like, I just like you just go around the, whatever out like further down into the darkness to take a pee. And you could just see like shadows moving and, and it's just like, it, because I'm like, and then I'm starting to think like, is this reality as real as I think it is? Or is this in my head? Or is this, you know what I mean? Like, that's why mushrooms are such a strange thing. Cause like, am I, I tapping into something or am I not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I often wonder that, uh, when, and it'll probably come up a few times now in a minute, uh, with some of these, yeah. these different cases, uh, you know, when you see people like, you know, they visit haunted places and stuff like that. Um, and maybe not being under the influence, you know, of being high or, you know, taking mushrooms or something like that. Yeah. But do you think that there's something to, and I'm pretty sure there's a name on this, but I just can't remember. Uh, you know, the idea of like going somewhere that's haunted. Yeah. And then you're, you nearly like manifest shit in your head. Yeah, see, I, I'm not going to deny that it's quite possible that people's minds can play tricks on them, right? But I'm also a believer that these things do exist. I've had my own weird experiences. Like, I've played with Ouija mm -hmm. boards, and it showed that, that that's probably going to be the Ouija board, the Halloween special. I think we're going to talk about the Ouija board. It's kind of like a strange brew redo, because I have three of them. And I was thinking about, like, oh, maybe at the end of the episode, we'll play around with it a bit. And then I actually listened to Gordo talk about it, and he was like, I'm not messing around with that stuff. He's like, I don't want to bring anything around me. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Like, I know my fiance would be pissed because uh, she doesn't want anything in the house. But I'm like, will it actually open a door? I like really like when I was a kid, we used to believe it. But will it actually do this? And then I was like, you know what? We'll shut it out, save for a Patreon episode, and I'll do it at Billy's house. And then at least if his house is fucking haunted. But then you have the idea that spirits can attach to you. Like when I was using Ouija board when I was younger, it said nine spirits were attached to me and some were good and some were bad. Nine spirits that said were like just hung on and hung around me. And I was like, that's fucking strange. And, and you know what, right? Again, and uh, when I said that there, I, I didn't uh, didn't mean it to come across like uh, 
that's what I believe that, you know, yeah. people just manifest like fake things about hauntings or anything like that. But uh, on the topic of a Ouija board, I, it's something I've always wanted to do and kind of mess around with because mm. I'm, uh, I suppose, equal parts fascinated and scared about the idea of like, is this just like my fucking mind, mind or some other like normal shit yeah. in the sense of like, you know, uh, can I just uh, very lightly communicate with something or is this other side that people talk about where it's like, oh, no, don't fucking bring that around. Yeah, and that's what I'm like. Like, is this like? Is this like? Because I play. I I would say play, but it's, I used the Ouija board a fuck ton when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then, I've, like I said, the story of my Jamaican aunt was like, never played alone. I got obsessed with it. I wouldn't drink and eat. And I was like, I went home. I'm like, you know what? And took a shot. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking play with this by myself and use the Ouija board out of my cat beside me, just chilling. And it's just like. And then I don't know if it's in my mind because start telling me shit about like alien stuff. And then, but I do believe you're able to communicate with people um, outside of our reality, maybe dead or alive. So it's this idea. And I was like, you know what? If we're going to do this, um, Billy keeps asking me, he's like, we should do it. I want to do it. I want to fucking see if it's like, if anything happens and stuff like that. I'm like, we can do it at your house because, and then you have the idea that they can attach to you. So maybe I'm driving home from Billy's and then I see a ghost in the road and I'm dead, you know, and I die. And then I'm fucking Bruce Willis in Sixth Sense, you know, like. It's, it's a fucking, the whole ghost thing is strange because I'm so fascinated and like love uh, everything ghosts. Like, it's just like ever since I was a kid, that's what, before conspiracy theories or any of that bullshit, I was into the paranormal. Like Mm -hmm. by far. That was, that was me too. Um, yeah. The the for me is something. This is like vodka and amaretto. That's all that's in here. It's a tall glass of vodka. And I was like, I asked Alexa, I was like, does Amaretto mix with vodka? And then she's like, you shouldn't, but some people do. And I was like, that's a weird answer, Alexa. <laughs> I asked her the dumbest questions. Like, will this vodka, will this booze mix with this booze? <laughs> I'm surprised you even got an answer. Um, and you got Heineken, right? You're drinking on some Heineken? Yeah, yeah. I'm just playing Heineken today. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I don't know. The, the Ouija board is something that like... I always said that I would like to mess around with it. And I know some people would probably take offense to me saying something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's... I, I would like to to do some stuff with it because I am so intrigued by the fact of like, but the, the other side of that is uh, I know so many people who, um, how would I classify them? like do not believe like like not even skeptics but just like just don't believe in any paranormal or spirits or no and it, we just anything. did a uh, crossover episode with uh bewitch mm-hmm. banter and one chick is super skeptical and the other is a believer like super skeptical where she was like actually like getting on me about because i'm like i believe everything happens for a reason she's like that's a privileged thing to say and so like i love them but the thing is like we kind of went back and forth a little bit and she has like doesn't believe in ghosts at all and i'm like it's strange to me was like especially with someone like i can be skeptical but with someone that has messed around seen some weird stuff it is always strange those people that like well i don't believe in ghosts and it's like well if you don't really believe in ghosts it means you don't really believe in your spirit like that a spirit or like that this is not like i believe this is just a vessel your body's just a vessel, and then when you die, you leave this vessel, and you either go to another one, or you go to higher levels of dimensions. There's a lot of shit to that in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always just find it weird. It's like, so you don't believe you have a soul? Like, you just think we're just these bags of meat, and then we die? And it's a scary thought, because it literally gives life no purpose. Nothing. There's no purpose here, because if you die and that's it, then there's n- it doesn't matter what you do. 
doesn't matter that fucking what Hitler did or Ted Bundy or fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. It's, it doesn't matter because when they die, that's it. You know, it's it's a fucking scary thought. The existentialism, and, and it is. And I think when you start to think like that, uh, everything expands and kind of like um, uh, links off to each other. So then you mm-hmm. start to connect all these other things. You know, like theories about the pyramids and aliens and well, all this stuff that just doesn't make sense. How can you yeah, like make all this like, shit make sense if you believe that there's no like afterlife? Yeah, it's just like, and that's the part that like sometimes I I try to play. I think more of the skeptical side of my yeah. mind and go, okay, right. Let's just say for talk's sake, we're just born. You, you work nine to five every day and like eat shit, die, yeah, kind of thing. And I was like, work by consume it, it just, die. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but it just it doesn't make sense either though. As no. much as like people might say, oh yeah, but ghosts and UFOs and aliens and reptiles and stuff that doesn't really make sense to me it's far-fetched and it's like okay but also could you explain to me then the point of anything yeah there it would be no point that's why it gets into these deep conversations which we should definitely like bring this up maybe on the live show it's just discuss like the whole idea of existentialism and and the ghosts and and stuff like that and see the things with hauntings right is like um, I've caught orbs of my own, like I've caught like crazy orbs. Like I've said this before, like on, on the podcast before for sure. But like me and my fiance were out and we were walking, um, over this bridge and we got two pictures and the, it's a green orb, which is supposed to be like a nature spirit. And we were outside and the orb and two pictures fucking moved. I posted on Instagram a while ago on the Strange Room Podcast Instagram and it moved from one place to the other. Like you could clearly see. And when you zoom in, it looks like some plasma thing. And the thing is, too, when we were out, we were drinking in Niagara and I was drunk and um, we had a photo and it was me. I was I was naked, taking a piss. And there was like there's like a cutout, right, where, you know, how like in hotel rooms, they have like the jacuzzi thing where you can sit in the mm-hmm. bathtub and watch TV and it's got the opening shutter door kind of thing and I was taking a uh, piss and my girlfriend was like joking taking a snap of a picture of me and behind me is this like red ball like uh, or and you can zoom in you can see that it looks like plasma like this weird texture and red is supposed to be bad and I was at a bad time in my life I was drinking a lot doing a lot of crazy shit I was young and I for re- like it's it's like there's no blemishes in the photo there's nothing and this this ball red ball was right behind me and you think about it, your hotel how many people stay there how much energy resonates at a hotel and honestly it'd be a good place for some sort of succubus or like a, some sort of ghost to like you know what I mean have you ever seen it's, orbs? Uh, I caught tons of orbs on camera. Yeah, and that's another thing. Uh, and sometimes people give me shit for saying stuff like this. Um, and I've actually one of the the things that's on my uh, my list yeah. for this episode um, is a place that I've actually had like personal experiences with several times. Uh, the idea of you know uh, going to a certain area or location and there's like that energy change. Uh, yeah. I, I really do believe in that in certain circumstances. I've been in it. places where I've been like, I don't know, maybe this is just my mind or maybe I'm like fucking schizophrenic or something, but <laughs> there's something not right here. Yeah, and I, uh, I, to, to bring it up again, right, good. I told you that I had that friend that was schizophrenic. Like that, mm-hmm. and he, I just always thought that he saw shit that I couldn't see. And he's the one that showed me how to use the Ouija board. He was like, you took a shot glass, you read numbers, alphabet. He told me the chant, air, fire, water, earth, elements of the astral birth. I call mm-hmm. upon whoever now, enter only good may enter, only good may leave by three times three or whatever. And it's just like, it, it, I always like, it was just weird that I was a schizophrenic friend. He th- always believed a ghost was choking him. 
And and then he showed me how to use the Ouija board. And then it was like all my friends. We would, there would be like six of us at lunchtime in grade seven. This will be for the Ouija board episode, but it's it is we got obsessed with it. I did. And and just on the the topic of that, actually, because I have somebody in my family. I think I said this before. Who's schizophrenic? And um, there there's multiple times, uh, and not just with schizophrenia. There's a lot, lots of other mental disorders and stuff like that. Um. Why does it always seem to be, you know, shit surrounding paranormal or these like bizarre experiences? Like you never, I, I, in my personal experience, like I, I never heard him, you know, come in and say, uh, oh, you know, fucking Barney the dinosaur <laughs> was like trying to contact me or the Teletubbies were outside the window. Yeah. It was always this like kind of fucking weird shit about like, um, like my great grandmother and stuff and he was like oh yeah i seen her last night I'm like what who's this my, my uncle is a schizophrenic oh really oh that's crazy see and that's and why like, i think that their brains are wired differently and and much like that whole thing is like i was gonna talk about say that earlier is like you know like if you do mushrooms right in a haunted place because mm-hmm. you were talking about it's like would you like see the entities there like my buddy's done dmt and he swears he sees like he saw entities like and there and he said he said this saw the same one, like, in three different trips, and I was like, that's fucked, because is your I'm uncle seeing something? Absolutely, and some people probably say like, oh, what's wrong with you? I, I would love to to experiment with things like that. I would love yeah, to me too. Me too. take DMT and go to places like that and and have those experiences and just see. Oh man, on mushrooms in a haunted place, the energy and the aura and, and the things you would probably see would f- like you would need I feel like two people on mushrooms and like three people um that were yeah. just completely sober to just snap you out of it if need be, but if you could be like, "Okay, there's something standing beside you and then something happened." Like it almost if for the sober people, it would prove that mushrooms it uh, it's almost like an experiment to see if it does allow you to see beyond the veil. Like, and it's, it, that's why it does suck. And, um, we're going to get into the episode now. Uh, but like how, when me and Aaron get into episodes, like because we're going to know each other, we're chatting and we always have a lot of banter at the beginning because I'm like, I like picking your brain. I like your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I like, like be able to kind of see like it it would be interesting it, it sucks we're so far apart because me and anton like i've talked about like i got we gotta get in a buffalo we gotta do some like haunted tour things and like i have the spirit box which i'm debating if i can maybe bring it out for like the ouija board episode and just see if we can get anything to speak to us just slightly um even if it could get to bill say billy's name or something like that like if i can because i've heard it say my name twice in the same female voice but then According to Bewitch Banter, it's just like, if you want to hear something, you'll hear it. And I'm like, ah, it said Thomas in like three times in the same voice. So I'm like, am I really looking for it? Because I didn't think anything was going to happen. And then it did. So it's, it's like, it's hard. Like, I want to be skeptic, but I'm really not. I'm a believer and I don't give a shit. <laughs> likewise, likewise, I do. I will sometimes try and play a devil's advocate, yeah. but ultimately, um, and, and I often say like, oh, I don't know what I believe. Yeah, uh, which is true to a degree because I, I, I Me too. I'm, like, I'm so fascinated by so many different ideas mm-hmm. that I really don't know what to believe, but I, I, I believe in something. No, and it's that's that's the same with me. Like I'm like I've seen weird shit. It, it is it is a, like 
the human mind is strange, but I think there's stranger things out there. And, um, you know, we're going to let's get into the hauntings now of all these different mm-hmm. places. Um, this is kind of like, you know, our, a little banter that, you know, the fans listen and see and stuff like that. You'll get that for live shows and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff coming um, with, uh, you know, Class Horrorcast and Strange Brew together. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff. So we're going to get into the most haunted places in Ireland and Canada. It's kind of like a versus to who's got the more hauntings. I think of, I'm sure you do, because um, Ireland is slightly older than Canada. But then you have obviously the indigenous yeah. stuff, and it's just like you you didn't get rid of the fuck, you got rid of the graves, but you didn't get rid of the bodies. Like it's just like you know that that we have this cult, like we just killed, we uh, genocided tons of natives. So it's just it probably is the blood is soaked into the land. But obviously, let us know too. You can send us an email. Um, at strangerpodcast at gmail.com. Obviously, you have uh, uh, shout out your uh, email if, and tell us what you think the most haunted places are, too. Uh, mine is Aaron, so it's A R A N at classhorrorcast.com. Yeah, and um, send us your email. stuff. Uh, so, so if you if you know of a, a haunting case you like us to cover, um, especially with on the the classy stranger episodes, uh, let us know. Like we work, we want to know the fans' uh, thoughts and stuff like that too. So, I'll d- even yeah. if anybody's had a, experience. a personal experience with some sort of haunting, it'd be interesting to get some people to maybe email and reach out to us, and maybe we can read them out on a show. Man, you fucking read my mind. I was thinking about this before we did this episode uh, for you know Patreon subscribers to try people towards that too is having people send in uh their own experiences it doesn't have to be too long it can be long if you want but uh send us an email and describe the ghost experience you had and we will do a whole episode on patreon and we'll go back and forth and talk about the stories that we got from both of our emails and stuff so like i i have um i would love for that i have a I have a really good friend who has a podcast called monster fuzz podcast and they cover like um, yeah cryptids and stuff and uh they started to do like a uh you know like a not a fan mail like a listener uh mail episode every now and again yeah. like maybe once a month once every six weeks and uh they came up with so what they'll do is they'll read through the people's stories and then you know it's all like you know i saw this creature i, I think i might have seen like a big foot uh footprint and different things like that and and they basically at the end of each story, they do like, is this a sighting or a yeah. shiting? <laughs> and like, what's buddy's like, name? I know who you're talking about. Uh, Rob Billington is his yeah, name. Yeah, Rob Billington. Yeah, that's a li- yeah. He's uh, he's good shit. Um, I really enjoy his uh, his like comedic timing with some stuff and just like his like kind of jokiness yeah. in in some yeah. of the episodes yeah, and stuff funny. like that. So we're gonna gotta go two for one, two for one, because you got long cases. So yep. uh, the Tranquil Sanatorium, this is in British Columbia, looming at the edge of Camp Loops, uh, Loops, which uh, border in British Columbia. It's um, this is uh, which is strange that even I mentioned like indigenous and native, uh, you know, stuff. So this is very close to um, uh, like a lot of like essentially like reservations and stuff like that, and it's it's an abandoned uh, sanator- uh, sanitarium. Which is like it's more or less like you know where you send crazy people, um, or, or is it that's that's sanitarium is that isn't that more like a hospital, but like for crazy people? Yeah. So, so I, I I always wonder this as well, and maybe it's just because it is the association with it now. But like things like sanatorium and stuff, I was like, that's such a, like is that like sounds we're like gonna some make sort of you like, sane? Because that potentially yeah yeah. Uh, let me see. 
Built, it was built in 1907. It, its original purpose was to treat patients with tuberculosis, which it did until 1958, and then it was used for the mentally ill, disabled until the building was closed permanently in 1983. But that's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's a weird thing where it's just like okay, we started this as to treat patients of tuberculosis, and then it seems like when they started noticing how crazy people were which I don't know if it has to do with anything of the big pharmaceutical companies and stuff like that and the way people's brains work, but it's just like, it just seemed like all of a sudden within, I don't know, it, at a certain time period, they're like, all right, there's too many crazy people. They need to be locked away. Because I guess before so, you just shoot him, but I don't know if that's... Here's something I didn't know. So um, they were used for the treatment of specific diseases and related yeah, so ailments. Um the healing of uh, things like tuberculosis um, before the discovery of antibiotics, oh. alcoholism, um, That's and weird. in a lot of cases, more obscure addictions and longings of hysteria, uh, of hysteria masturbation, fatigue, and emotional <laughs> exhaustion. What the fuck? It's like, yo, bro, you're jerking off too much. We're sending you to you're the sanatorium. Uh, that's fucking, is, is quite strange that they're like, all right, you drink too much. And the thing is, back in the day, everybody drank and everybody smoked mm-hmm. and it wasn't like frowned upon. Like doctors would be smoking a cigarette while they're next to a pregnant lady. She's also smoking a cigarette while they're like making sure the baby's okay. It's just like, it, it was And, and it happened. makes me wonder, is it, is it like what we, uh, didn't we talk about this before um, with somewhere and basically, it was like a place where uh, if chicks got pregnant and stuff like that, and they'd be like, well, guess you're off to the hospital. You won't be coming back anytime soon. Yeah. It makes me wonder, like, is it a place like that where, you know, obviously, if you're a doctor, or a lawyer, or like a well-to-do, you can kind of do whatever you want. But if you're just some like Joe Schmo, who's like an alcoholic. Well, if it's kind of weird, right? Because if you think about it, right, they used to just think women were crazy. Because they're on their, like, you know, women get fucking, uh, when they're on their period, they get a little spastic. Uh, sorry for all female listeners. Uh, <laughs> like, there, it, it is true in our history that uh, me and Billy were just making a joke on the Peter Woodcock uh, episode um, that will be released before this one. And it's a serial killer in Canada. And we we're joking about, he's like, you know, you'd see women, um, you know, they're, they're all at the hospital. One's got a black eye and, you know, one's got a broken arm. And it's just like, did you spill the beer? Did you spill the beer? Like, and how back then it was like accepted. You would just like, women yeah. would just deal with the, uh, I'm being out of honesty, like women would deal with horrific uh, situations, like very horrific uh, situations. And check this fucking place out though. Like mm. it looks creepy. And when was why it? do they always have to make them look like something out of a horror movie? This is it now. <laughs> oh, dude, what the fuck? It looks haunted. And um, I know for the YouTube listeners, we are showing pictures. So go look this stuff up and we bring it up uh, for the audio listeners because I think you'll be intrigued. People visiting the site have reported hearing voices of kids playing, kids crying, and mysterious orbs near the entrance. Uh, an apparent overwhelming sense of eeriness hangs over the multiple buildings, which have mysterious tunnels connecting many of them underground. The site is currently operated by Tranquil Farm Fresh, which is fucking strange, which offers tours and even an escape room of sorts in abandoned tunnels for Halloween. 
And I think that's kind of fucking cool. I love horror, like haunted houses. I would love to do oh, ghost tours. Um, I want to start doing it for like the Patreon. Is like I really want to. If Billy's ever free, I said like let's get out in Niagara, Hamilton. Let's go to these places and go for like ghost walks and like just like. And I was like they'll probably let you film, but like kind of like I have this like I I don't know if it works anymore. I just have this one of the mics you have like can clip on your your like yeah. shirt yeah. and kind of like go through it because like going into this place and it says it has multiple buildings. And it's like one of those things you see on ghost adventures, right? Where it's just like this massive property and they have like, this is the building for the crazy woman. This is the building for the schizophrenics. This is the build. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it, there's a place actually not far from here. And it was only like decommissioned and closed down a couple of years back called St. Sennans. And that was actually where my uncle was housed for years. Yeah. Didn't you Dude, say this on the Haunted look- Ontario episode? If, if yeah, if if you look up that that Saint Sennans Mental Hospital, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's and, and why do they building. all have underground tunnels? Have you seen um at least the first couple seasons of American Horror Story? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, like the with the second one, they have the underground tunnels in the mm-hmm. insane asylum, and they always have this. And you know, yep. there's always like, oh, they bring bodies down there uh, because there's some patients either would maybe kill each other, or you have nurses that would kill each other. And um, I can't remember what episode we're talking about. We're talking about how like even oh, it was the Peter Woodcock uh, episode because me and Billy just covered that. Is like there would be like he like there would be some places right where the the nurses would like fuck the the patients especially back in the day and this is like during the 40s and 50s so so bizarre and it makes me wonder it's like (laughs) who should be in these fucking places like well the thing is like i don't know you got this crazy guy maybe he's got a hog on him or something then the nurse like like, (laughs) she's like it it, it happens too like there was a case about this guy that died and um supposed to be a massive wang and all these nurses like were showing all the other nurses like, I think either died or he was unconscious during surgery. And they were just showing everybody. Like, come check out this guy's dick in room fucking 406. Like, it, they, there's stuff like That's this all so the time. fucked up. I know it is. But the thing is, That's and so um, my mom's up. a nurse and my grandma was a nurse. I, you know, I feel like they don't have morbid, um, um, what's that, uh, morbid fascinations or like, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Like, where it's like comedy, like morbid comedy kind of thing. Like, where I'm sure if you're mm-hmm. in that job for long enough... Uh, you kind of find humor, like morbid humor in uh, in those environments because you kind of have to. It's the same thing when you talk about, you know, the Jewish people and the Holocaust um, being at concentration mm-hmm. camps and yeah. making jokes uh, and trying to make light of dark situations. Um, what's his name that made Spaceballs? But he had the whole doc about like dark humor and how you'd have to make light of dark situations. Mel Brooks. Oh, thank you. Uh, someone in the chat came out. Uh, Mel Brooks and Mel Brooks did the whole documentary about like how it's just like the 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 comedy how you just have to make light of situations. And now we're living in the time era where everyone's offended, so it's so we live in a strange time. But it, it's fucking weird. Like this this shit happens, happened, and probably still happens. Like you know you have people like Angels of Death, which would be a fun episode. Talk about, I don't know about fun, but interesting is but the nurses that like kill people and stuff like that. So the Dunger Vaughn Woods, this is in uh, Blackville. Um, that's a, a <laughs> stereotypical name, but I don't think it's. And I feel like it, 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 it's like it's almost like the last names, like Smith is based on blacksmith. 
Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is like everyone just worked there. It was like a worked on metal swords or something. I don't fucking know. But like, this is a weird place because it's, it's it's the entire forest. Deep in the forest in central New Brunswick, Canada, the ghost of a murdered lodger reportedly cries out in the night. The story follows a man uh, known as Ryan who was a cook at the lodging camp at the Dungarvon Woods in Blackville. One day, he was left alone with his boss uh, of the camp, and the other lodgers went out into the forest. Okay, and when the lodgers returned, they discovered Ryan had been fucking murdered, which is strange. So what do you do? I'm into uh, murders and executions mostly. And then, uh, and it, they, they said that the boss claimed he became suddenly ill and died. They buried him nearby, and at that night, screams, that same night, screams and loud, uh, like, whooping noises echoed through the camp, which would scare the living shit out of me. Like, and so, look at the entrance to this, like, forest. They have this, like, that's the whooper. Oh, weird. And, yeah, and this is, it's... Yeah, and that's him. That's the the cook. Weird. Back in the day, look, he used to have a frying pan. Now he doesn't. You imagine if you look through the fucking trees and you see that face. <laughs> whoop whoop! It looks like he's sucking a dick now. Uh, for all the for all the audio listeners, so it's a picture of like this guy in a barrel, and he's got his hand over his mouth, almost like he's like he's like like I don't know whooping. But the thing is, it looks like the perfect shape for a dick. And uh, it's a str- yeah, it's fucking. It, this is we- I'd love to go here. Uh, I've only been out west once, um, but the weird thing is the noises continued the next day, and the camp, uh, and then the next day, and then the camp was abandoned um, after a while, and like and the noises still persisted. Like people weren't there, and then people show up maybe to do clean up and stuff like that. And years later, when a different group of lodgers wanted to use the camp, they started hearing the same noises. And it's called the, uh, and I've heard this before, like I'm sure there's more to this story, which I don't know if maybe we'll cover, or maybe for a Patreon episode, do like a mini-sode episode, the Dunger, uh, the Dunger Vaughn Woods, like I've heard about the whooper, the Dunger Vaughn whooper, and it's like whoop, 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 like it reminds me of like the fucking Three Stooges, and most kids won't even know what that is nowadays, but like it just reminds me of that weird... And eventually, uh, uh, so uh, eventually, a fucking priest was brought in, like it's the fucking poltergeist, and uh, put or exorcist, and was put Ryan's spirit to rest. Um, there's different accounts about it, but some reports saying the scream stopped when the priest was successful, but others say that when the skeleton when the skeleton was unearthed, the priest began his work. The screams got louder, and the priest ran. Screams and whoops are still heard to this day fucking strange so uh, you know a sound like that seems pretty um i suppose pretty comical and you know people would be like oh yeah, maybe that's scary okay so you're standing in the middle of the woods and you're whoop 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 and you whoop. start to hear that shit uh, <laughs> dude i'd be running like it so but they say bigfoot makes a sound like that which is also dude i listen to some of those um apparent audio recordings or whatever from it's some of those fucking weird dude i was like fucking frozen in the seat going wait what and when yeah. they do that uh you probably know what it is but that thing when they like when they're like communicating and they're like talking in tongues and shit and then they're able to like replicate it's se- fucking ugh. weird and you know what this is the place where the dead speak it's fucking weird like there's some weird shit. All right, uh, what do you got? What do you got first for Ireland? 
Uh, so the first one is is something I actually covered years ago mm-hmm. uh, when I first started a YouTube channel. I had like top five haunted places in Ireland yeah. or something like that. Um, so it's Cork District Mental Hospital. Um, or it was known as the Lunatic Asylum. Again, like I always feel like that's such like an on, uh, an, an ominous sounding thing, like to, like Lunatic Asylum. Yeah, straight away that has me going like bad shit. It's massive, like mm-hmm. it's so big, and it's crazy how huge. Everyone, go look this up. Uh, you can just look up um, Elgin, even Cork Asylum. It's fucking so huge. Elginton. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fucking it's, massive. Um, so it was opened in 1789. Uh, it was only at the time it was the second only asylum in Ireland. Um, I guess that's why it's so uh, big. It's just like it's so many of you guys fucking drunk off the rocker. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many lunatics in Ireland. Um, so back then people were sent to asylums for anything that authorities considered a sign of mental illness, including swearing, masturbation. I was going to say I literally uh, was going to say jerking off in public. <laughs> adultery um, and genuine undiagnosed illnesses. So they're saying Unmarried that back mothers, in the day, they're going to send you to the asylum. Say your mom catches you jerking off. They're like, all right, to the, to the asylum you go. See, I don't, I really don't get that. Right. Like I can't understand how, how that comes about. Well, you guys like, are is Protestants, it a case where, right? Like very religious like, back in the day. Like, is it a case of, you know, if you just jerk off, like, um, I suppose that like a normal, yeah, uh, occurrence. But then, it, it, do you, like did you have to be jerking off like fifty times a day and have like a fucking uh, a we <laughs> we would call it here a, a a dog's Mickey, a dog's Mickey. I I want to learn the yeah, slang, or, man. I'll teach you some or or stuff. a or a lipstick. So like, did you ever see a dog's ew, dick? Yeah, and it's like ew, a lipstick? man, fucking not cool. That's that's what I'm saying though. If you jerk off that much, that your your dick ends up looking like a fucking little lip. We call it a hairy hand. <laughs> <laughs> your palms are hairy, but nowadays everyone's manscaping, so it doesn't really matter. You don't have no hairy palms. Um, <laughs> so unmarried. This is kind of ties into what we were talking about yeah. earlier. Uh, unmarried mothers were sent here too, and forced to wash away their sins oh by gosh. doing tasks like laundry for up to twelve hours a day. That is fucking psychotic. That's so bizarre. Here, you're going to, you know what? You didn't do your housely duties and you displeased your man. Uh, You got to do laundry for 12 hours. And these things existed. People forget how fucking crazy history is, especially when it comes to the treatment of women. Like, like uh, imagine that like you've got a, uh, I don't know. It it says unmarried mothers. So like, let's say you've got a chick who you're after like getting pregnant or whatever. And you're like, you know what, bitch, you're annoying me. Yeah. Time to commit you to the asylum. <laughs> and then you have to she's do, like, and then she's like, shit. And then you're doing all like, and if this is an asylum, right? You're doing laundry for people who shit themselves, piss themselves, throw yep. up, do like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's a back in the day because you deprive these people that had mental illnesses and stuff like that. They would do things like throw their poo poo. And if you think about that uh, documentary, Oh, it's going to fucking drive me insane. And he went to the asylum and this was like, uh, I feel like sixties and he did, um, man, it's going to drive me fucking insane. Is that the word to have the footage? And yeah. it's like some of the scariest yes. shit I think I've ever seen. Yes. 
Um, I, that is hard. Like that is truly like every time I see that. Why can't I think of this douche's name? Gives me chills. What the fuck is his name? Satanic. I looked that up not that long ago as well. That that uh, I uh, do the that satanic documentary is like children of something or something oh, children yeah. maybe. Uh Rebald, Rimbaldo. What the fuck is his name? I can see. I I can't find it. But now I'm like, it's coming to me. Isn't his name like Rimbaldo? Something like that. It's just that mustache guy that did all those fucking whack ass documentaries. Um, someone's gonna scream at me, but it's okay. Uh, that's fucking weird. Um. Fuck, that's gonna bother me. But like, the, he does that whole dog, and, and like people like shaking in the corners. Yeah, it's freaky. It's it's beyond disturbing. And he's like, you know, this is what happens. And they just like locked people away, and then they didn't pay um, the tenant. Oh, I guess like nurses, you could call them or whatever. The people that the doctors and stuff like well enough. Um, and they just kind of like it is very reminiscent of the second season of American Horror Story. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Um, so the building was founded by a man by the name of William Saunders Halloran, uh, the first Irishman to write a book on psychiatry. Uh, he also invented something known as Halloran's chair. Now this thing is fucking psychotic. <laughs> so, uh, a patient would be strapped tightly to a chair, which would then rotate at a speed of a hundred rotations a minute. This was an, uh, an extremely popular treatment at the asylum taught to cure just about anything at the time. The common practice of torture in madhouses of the time included chaining up the patients, isolating them, bloodletting and inducing vomiting. The chair was popular because it induced vomiting without the use of drugs. What the fuck? So they like were training you to go to space? So like they would put you in this like weird like it kind of looked like an electric chair. And they would spin you like fast and, and, as fuck. And you, yeah, you would be like, say like you would have like a metal thing holding your forehead and your arms and stuff. And then this thing would rotate a hundred times a minute. You know and how it, fast like, that is? Apparently they every, could everybody, just, you know how fast that is? That is extremely fast. And like, but it's, it wasn't just like you went in it for 60 seconds, like just for a hundred rotations. Like you could be left in this thing for like an hour. You're driving people mad by mm-hmm. trying to get rid of their madness. Like, that is yep. fucking crazy. And the thing is, like, like could you, it's like, what are you doing, astronaut training? Like, you're going to fucking, you're going to make these people worse. Like, that's what I was just, I, as I was, like, researching this, because I, I had obviously heard of this before, I was kind of thinking, like, you know, if someone grabbed me, I feel, like, relatively sane. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if someone were to grab me right now and strap me to a chair and do that to for, me, for like, a half how hour? would that affect? Yeah, like, how would it affect somebody that, uh, like, I as would class rational. myself as, like, yeah. you know, quite, like, a, a, just an average person. Insane. What would that actually do? I think it would fuck you up. And I think that, that you create crazy people, right? The same way mm-hmm. you have these, these serial killers have an inkling for maybe some sadist crazy things, and then they get beat by their dad. And then it just drives that and makes it worse. And then you, you're creating a serial killer. Like it is, it's fucking, fucking crazy. Is and there obviously there's hauntings to do with this place with all the uh, turmoil. I guess you could say that that resonated there. The the facility didn't close down completely until the 1960s, and over the years, many claim to have experienced paranormal activity here. Uh, apparitions of former inmates have been seen wandering the corridors. For sure, ghostly nurses have been seen sobbing, jerking off but the it's patients. The, 
<laughs> but it's the terrible noises on the second floor where the treatment rooms were that are most distressing. Well, no shit, uh, man. Wretched screams and hopeless moans and the mad clatter of chains as if Fucking abandoned crazy. souls still struggle wildly to free themselves from their eternal suffering. And the thing is, Kate, you have the idea, right? We've talked about it before. Where either it's you have people um, that ha- uh, died there and don't know where to go. Sometimes you don't even know you're dead. You're caught in this astral world, especially maybe. But I feel like if you're if when you die, you free yourself of these handicaps, you could say, or disabilities. Because I feel like that's mm-hmm. that's part of the physical body's ailments. Um, and that's why I always, and, and somebody called me an ableist for this, uh, on a review, the host is an ableist piece of trash is what somebody called me because I have the idea that when you come into this world and you have certain disabilities, you're coming into a broken vessel, a broken body. Does that make sense to you? Like if mm-hmm. you like, that's why I'm like, it, you're coming into the world and like, and I have sympathy for everybody. I, I'm very empathetic in, in, in every way. And, um, microdosing has helped me do that too is just like it is i'm like i've had that thought is like you're being incarnated because i believe in reincarnation into a broken vessel and it might be it's definitely for a learning lesson for all these books i've been reading recently and listening to it's like mm-hmm. a lesson you're you're here to learn lessons that's what life is all about is to learn lessons while you're here so if you're coming into a broken body so imagine and then you're in, like then you get stuck in this reality but there's also the idea of residual hauntings is that it's such a dark, disturbing thing. Like, it's it's so the energy there because of how many people were tortured and confined and subjected to torturous means while trying to make you sane, but it would make you worse. You could have this, that imprint of that emotional residency inside of this place. You know what I mean? I and, and, and it ties into like what I was saying before about, you know, a, a, an energy in a place. There's there's certain places that I've been. There's lots of places I would love to visit Me too. just to see if I get that feeling. But, you know, I've been to places where I've been like, this like feels like some heavy shit. We used to break just in a feel ball like, bearing you know, factory. Spooky house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Old houses. We had a buddy that is like like old ass house in this small town. And in the basement, it was just like all rocks and like like weird like it was almost like carved out because of how old it was Mm. it was so strange yeah yeah so sea island this is quite strange i got i try to find the most haunted places uh this is sea island is located off the coast of nova scotia uh which trailer park boys is from for people that know (laughs) it's haunted by a woman named annie Lindsay. uh Lindsay was a stewardess aboard the ss ottawa um and that sounds like <laughs> fucking plane Trudeau flies around on, uh, which was shipwrecked near Seal Island. She drowned. Oh my god! It's I, I wrote down a sea. It's like sea. It's Seal Island. So I'm assuming there was tons of seals there, and the pirates thought there were mermaids <laughs> and then fucked them. <laughs> but uh, okay, <laughs> you ever heard that story? Right? That fucking they thought that they were, the pirates are going so crazy they thought they were seeing mermaids, but it was actually like seals or walruses. That's so fucked up. <laughs> so Lindsay was a stewardess above the uh, aboard the SS Ottawa and was shipwrecked near Seal Island. She drowned in a lifeboat and was um, trying to reach safety. Several days later, she was buried on the island. 
Her ghost had been seen many times wandering on the island. Her spirit stands on the shore, looking ominously out to the sea before vanishing. So when they dug up her body for some strange reason, I don't know why they did this. When they dug up her body, right? They realized that she was buried alive. Like, what the fuck, man? That's fucking strange. That's like it that's fucking crazy. And the fact that like you would man, like and and I want to get into this too and I think it would be fun to kind of do as a crossover episode for um both of our podcasts is talk about like being buried alive and how often Odd. that did happen. The it happened a lot. It's like horrifying. You were dead. That's how you died. I use ninja focus to slow my heart rate down. <laughs> so frightening though. Like I that. would th- and that's why like and, and for people that don't know and maybe the younger generation they used to have bells uh mm-hmm. in graveyards they used to have bells for if somebody maybe cuz they they did this so often there's a famous story that I think the lore did um folklore that lore um pretty famous thing mm-hmm. it's on prime stuff like that how this this sister kept having premonitions how her sister like she th- saw her sister was still alive and then they un like they undug her grave they they, they pulled everything out and they realized there were scratch marks on the top of the coffin like that's fucking beyond scary because you have claustrophobia and then you have the feeling of suffocation and you slowly die and that's why there is places um it was at like that one of the wax museums in niagara falls is like where they would have like a, almost like a periscope where you could see into the grave. Okay. And they used to have this shit where, and this is real where they had the bell too, but they also had like this, like almost like a spyglass type of thing looking and you would look into the grave. So the groundskeeper, Willie uh, would go around and he would like make sure everything was good. And you would check inside the grave to make sure everyone was dead. But imagine looking into that fucking hole and what you would see. Like, okay. First of all, imagine just seeing a dead body is scary enough. But imagine, like, yeah. you look down that hole and you see this woman f- or man oh, freaking oh, out. Freaky. Like, and then the time you would take you to, like, dig up the grave, we, they'd probably be dead by the time you did it anyway. Yeah, and, and I had I had seen so um, crazy. some stuff about that before. And they say, like, you know, if somebody's buried alive like that, once you realize that and you start to freak out, you've, you're basically, at that point, you've nearly wasted all your oxygen. Yes, because you're like... <gasps> And like you're yeah. breathing in because you're fucking freaking yourself out. Um, there is, uh, there is obviously there's that magician that did it, like got buried alive, and and mm. I, this one almost died, I think, or did die. There's like fucking crazy. All right, this one's a, a little fun case. <laughs> the old spaghetti factory in uh, Vancouver. Fucking weird. So definitely a pasta meal with a twist. Uh, the patrons and staff at this restaurant have reported to seeing at least four different ghosts over the years. Opening in 1970, the old spaghetti factory located above an underground railway track in Gastown neighborhood in Vancouver is filled with wonderful artifacts and antiques, including an old trolley car, once part of British Columbia's electric uh, railway company's fleet of electric trams. Um, and you know who built the railway, right? The Chinese. 
So they fucking you just have a bunch mm. of Chinese ghosts trying to yell at English people. I don't know. That's a stupid <laughs> joke. Uh, so they installing the trolley car in the restaurant came with unexpected passengers because who know where they got this trolley car? It's that's pretty fucking cool though that they did this. I think overall this is just a cool. Like, that's pretty cool that they used like an old school trolley car that actually existed, made a restaurant into it. Pretty fucking dope. And so there's supposed to be the ghost of a train conductor seem, uh, has been seen many times over the years uh, on the steps of the trolley car. And these are like people that are just coming to eat. And like maybe even like you're out with your buddies and you're drinking, like let's go to the fucking spaghetti factory, man. We get fucking drunk and then we eat spaghetti until we throw up. Like because, do you know what, pasta just like sits in your stomach. It's actually a good, yeah. it's actually yeah. good when you're drinking to eat like pasta and stuff like that. Soakage. It soaks all the alcohol up, right? And so, however, he's not alone, though. Other ghosts seen over the years include a mischievous spirit known as Little Red Man. Uh, that's weird. A young boy whose name was discovered, I guess, by a psychic who had seen him running around the restaurant. Uh, this is scary. He, he's running around the restaurant. Okay, th- this is first weird in general. So a psychic names him the Little Red Man. Sounds like it's a native kid. I don't like like a, in a racist stereotype. Mm-hmm. It does sound like that, but she it doesn't say mm-hmm. that she that she it, she named him that. The psychic named him that, which is is strange. But she had seen him running around with empty eye sockets. Like you think about the ghost you see in the Amityville Horror, right? Like that idea of like that kid just piercing at you, staring at you through the stairwell or whatever. I mean, the Amity, famous Amityville horror picture. Mm-hmm. Right, so fucking weird. And there's also a little girl holding a balloon at the front window. Uh, once the girl apparently even spoke, saying she was waiting for her fucking mother. Like, this place seems like it's fucking crazy haunted. Like... It's so strange, man. Yeah. Like, like as much as I say, um, I love to visit these places and all. I, I still would. Me too. But if I even saw half of that shit, yeah. I would be like fucking. And the thing is, out. I love and and I feel like you do too. Is like I just love the feeling of like like my mm. my fiance is the same way. Like she had ghost experiences. She's had weird stuff happen to her, and just like. I, she was also interested by the paranormal young and messed around kind of Ouija boards. And it's like this fascination with like the spooky sides of life and are people still there or are it like, and yeah. you can always like, there's also the, maybe it's a fucking demon. Like, you know, like you had like, or, or I, I think demons personally are fucking malicious aliens. That's how I view it is like, I don't think it's, I don't believe in hell. So, and, and it's, it's hard to, um, I, I really don't believe in hell. I think hell is a manifestation of the mind and religious doctrine. And this book I was uh, listening to recently talks about that and how hell is never really mentioned in the Bible to like the fucking, uh, the new Testament mm. and in ancient cultures, it's never really mentioned. It is to an extent like the underworld, but they could be referencing hollow earth. Like there's all these kind of little tidbits of like eh, hell, but it's, there's not really a mention. And when they do mention it in the um, original like um, texts, it's not the same thing as what we would view hell as. It just means like below 
um, or in the earth. And it's, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I don't believe in hell. I just someone who I don't believe that you made, so you make all these mistakes and you go to hell. I believe that if you're on your deathbed dying of cancer and you're like, I'm going to go to hell. I fucking touch that boy. Like, it's just like, I think that you'll send yourself there. Like you'll put yourself in, uh, I just feel like when you die, you'll end up like shooting yourself into a, a dark reality. If you don't mm-hmm. have any realization, um, like there's psychics that talk about people that don't know that they're dead and they wake up and there's st- like, they walk around in this fog of not realizing they've died yet. And they're like trying to talk to people that are still alive. Like I believe in the astral world and that you get caught between dimensions, but I don't believe that people just get, uh, in, in hell. Supposedly like this book I was reading, it's, it's the law of one. And it talks about all these different experiences and stuff like that. And they say like Hitler and people like Hitler were here for a reason to change, um, aspects of our reality and confront with uh, everyone get, get, gets confronted with certain situations and that he is like going to spend lifetimes trying to reassess his karma so he can go into the next life. And it's, it's a fuck theory and most people probably won't believe that, but it's just, it's this idea mm. in the book that he now in the afterlife has to like reassess everything and like take a long time before he's able to come back. Like, did you understand how weird I, I, that is? Like, I, I was always fascinated as well um, about things like astral projection. Um, me too, and 100%. Stuff like, that. like, that's why, that's why something like, uh, <laughs> people might laugh at this, um, a movie like Insidious. Yes. The idea, not so much, obviously, I know it's a bit like, obviously, Hollywood. Yeah, of course. Uh, esque, but the idea of that, 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 um, you could astral project to these kinds of places and like the idea of something like the farther. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like this fucking, you know, and it's dark. And the crazy thing is right before, um, insidious ever existed, right? That film, I heard stories, right. Where this idea, and I, I don't know if it was on coast to coast or something like that, but like this idea that somebody died in the, one of the versions, I think it was from this chick, Peggy Kane, and she believed in the reptilians and could reverse speech and stuff like that. And she talked about people being in this astral world, how they would wake up and it would look like our reality, but darker. Okay. So it was, it was a lot darker than our reality, but looked semi the same. And how about you, how this, this guy was traveling to this, it was all weird and dark and he would go to this abandoned house. And then all this house had different, levels of floors of people like partying and people from his life and all this weird shit. The crazy thing is like I years after I are actually um, before I even heard about this, I had a dream where I felt like I was in this astral world and it was dark. It was much like our reality, but darker like dreams are because supposedly you're in your subconscious or whatever, but I was in this old house that had all these different levels of floors and every level I would like meet people from different parts of my life. And it was like a crazy, one of the most crazy, and I want to do like an episode about dreams uh, more in depth eventually. That's another thing that fascinates me. It's fucking mind boggling. It was like coast to coast or some fucking sort of radiation like that. And they talked about how uh, when women supposedly are being possessed by some sort of reptilian creature, uh, they see celebrities. They cast images in people's minds. Men do this too. But usually when men have darker dreams, it is usually a house structure of this old house. And I remember listening to it. I was at my mom, living with my mom still. I was like watching this shit on the TV. I was 
was getting ready to go with like fucking the boys or something like that. And I remember hearing that and I was like, this old house and there's different levels of this house. And I was like, how the fuck is this saying the exact dream that I've had? That's where it gets weird mm. to me is these people that experience the same thing. You can't, you can, like the same with alien abductions and ghost stories. Like you can't say that it's all made up if people from different parts of the world are experiencing the same exact thing. Yeah, because that's not even like some weird like oh it's just like coincidence or whatever. It's like come on now that's a weird that's a huge stretch to try to tie those two things together. Yeah, I'm fuck. I'm just like I'm I'm getting little chills about this stuff. Uh, but equal. Um. So so this one is like super short. Yeah. Um. So it's a place called Cool Bond House. Yeah. Uh, in County Wexford, so it's about twenty twenty five minutes drive from where I'm at right now. It's a castle. Um. Yeah, so the derelict shell of this house hides a sinister story that makes it one of Ireland's most haunted places. The house was built on the site of an earlier fire-ravaged property and was burnt to the ground again in 1923 during the Irish Civil War. The story goes that on a dark stormy night, a young servant girl was watching the wind, rain and lightning when she was struck by the lightning and killed instantly, supposedly burning her likeness into the glass pane. Oh, that's fucking freaky. People say that she still haunts the rooms to this day and many report to have seen her figure looking out the glassless windows and some people even reported seeing her charred body roaming the surroundings of the building. Oh, man, that's fucking scary. And the thing is, I was going to say too, like we started this talking about like, uh, maybe we should do a haunted castle episode of doing all that, which I think we will cover because like I like leading up to Halloween, giving people creepy stuff to get them in the mood. I love Halloween. I love October. Um, my favorite times of the year. Always. I love but me and you are mm-hmm. both horror fans. <laughs> like it's just like it's such a, a time of the year where you're just like you. I always watch horror movies, but getting closer to halloween i will fucking watch a shitload like this tomorrow i told i told my girl i want to i want to go outside have a fire and i want to watch i just got the 4k version of text chainsaw massacre and i want to watch that outside by the fire and then maybe do like a friday 13th movie after so we can kind of like drink and talk and stuff like that because it's not like but i just want to see text chainsaw massacre on the screen like it's like a hundred fucking inch screen and just by the fire and that's fucking strange. And she's the only one that is said to haunt it, eh? Yeah, well, apparently so. I, do you know what? I actually think, because this is only like a 25-minute drive from oh, where I shit, live. yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to venture out there and maybe try and record some stuff. I don't know. You see, some of these places are like privately owned now, and they're kind of weird about like people yeah, being on the property. For sure. So let's go to the Banff Springs Hotel. Uh, this is pretty crazy. Uh, it, it, it supposedly, it does look innocent enough. If you look it up, it, it's a massive hotel. Like this thing is beyond big, like in old right by the mountains. And if you know, people know BC and stuff like that, it's, it's huge. Like there's like, they have a lot of places stationed up. Like you'll be like chilling at a hotel or going out for drinks and there's like mountains and you just look to your left out on the patio drinking. There's fucking mountains everywhere. Like BC is pretty, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's pretty incredible out there and it looks innocent at least, but according to some people, the hotel is probably one of the most haunted buildings in Canada. 
And people are saying, like, it's one of the most haunted buildings in the world, which I think will dive into even crazier places down the road. But there's tons of stories surrounding the ancient hotel, which has been around and open since 1888. So it has a thick-ass history. And such, uh, there's a tale of a bride who burn, who is burned to death on the hotel stairwell, which is like, and I'm sure like some of these cases could come up later on, or I think for mini-sodes for both of our Patreons is kind of like discuss some of these more in depth. And there's supposed to be a man missing, the, the man... The man from the missing room, eighteen seventy-three, who was mur- who murdered his entire family, uh, and they were sleeping in this room, and then he like murdered his whole family. A normal sane guy. So that's fucking. <laughs> and again, like it's one of those things. Instantly, when you pulled it up, I like, I was having like flashes of like the Overlook Hotel. I'm like no, looking for at this sure. thing now, and it's like. A huge, like, a huge building. Like, I'm looking at a... There's an image if people want to pull it up. Somebody in a review that stayed there at the the Banff Springs uh, Hotel wrote, it said, uh, my colleague um, stayed alone in a separate room and felt strange vibes the entire night. Then at 4 a.m., she was awakened by the sound of a crying baby in the hallway, which... Just to say this quickly, is, like, babies, crying children... uh, According to Zach Baggins and, and other obviously shit too, but like it, it supposedly is associated with demons, whatever demons are, if the reptilians or whatever. But like it, it, it's this idea that they're trying to trick you and make you think it's something more innocent than it is. Uh, on a side note, right? Years and years ago, um, we moved like a good bit outside of the town we're in. Yeah. Um, and it was like a house out on its own. And it was on the place called Fort Mountain. Mm. So it was like, it wasn't really a mountain. It was like this weird, like there was all walkways and shit. And it was like this weird mountain and like a, a decommissioned quarry and stuff like that. Yeah. And I remember, right, I had I had no idea at the time. I was like 16, maybe 15, 16. And I remember lying in the bed one night, right? And the window was like... So, like, the head of the bed is here, the window is, like, behind me, kind of. Yeah. And I wake up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I swear, I, I, I shit you not, and I still, to this day, I'm, like, skeptical. and going, no, that's not what it was. I swear to God, dude, I woke up, and I heard babies crying outside the fucking I window. I would shit right? myself. Now, I'm not messing, right? I Like... I've had some weird experiences. I was like fucking frozen. Like I could, I could hardly even breathe. Right. And it wasn't just one baby. It was like multiple babies (laughs) crying. Right. And it was like really fucking freaky. Did you live next to an, and I'm like uh, a fucking abortion factory. Like, (laughs) right. So I'm, I'm lying there and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm lying there now. I'm trying to come up with like, I was like rational explanations. there, There is no, I was like, there is no logical explanation. Like, we're literally like 25 miles outside of town. <sighs> there is no babies. And also, why is there babies outside my window at like 4 a.m.? Why have so, all these babies, dumpster babies outside? <laughs> so like, I get right. This is how afraid I was at the time. So I, after like 10 minutes of listening to this, I slide out of the bed and on my hands and knees in the pitch black, <laughs> I crawl out of the room up the hallway oh and into the bathroom, right? 
So I sit there for ages. What do you ages, think, Carter? And and hands and knees are going to do if the ghosts really want to rape you with all I, these babies. I have no idea. I just thought, like, I was like, they won't I can go picture you getting attacked the by, like, ten babies. Or like, you know, like that scene from, like, Toy Story where it's, like, all the dolls and shit? <laughs> so <laughs> eventually when I do come back into the room, it's gone and whatever. Oh, I, go, I kind of go to sleep, right? And then the next day, uh, I get up and we're having breakfast and I'm like, this is fucking weird. I don't know if it was like a dream or if it was real. And I said about these crying babies. And now I don't know. I have seen it since, I suppose. And it kind of sounded like it. But uh, so it turns out there was a lot of cats in the area. I was going to say like what. Right. Cats? And somebody had left out food or milk or something for him a couple of nights. I was going to say it was a cat. And. All these cats, like there's like 15, 20 cats, decided to just like constantly <laughs> like stand outside of our back door. While you're crawling on your hands and knees. Dude, I swear to God, right? Cats was like the last thing on my mind. I was like, that's fucking demon, like psychotic babies. I was like, what is going and on? And I've heard that. I used to live killed. in a place where like there was these two cats fucking all the time. And it's just like, it sounds horrific. Like it's such a horrific sound. You're like, what the fuck is that because because for weeks i was like convinced like everybody in the house was telling me no it was cats and i was like there's no way fucking cats made this sound it's just not possible that's fucking crazy <sighs> there's something i gonna say about fucking crying babies but it's just so it's crazy so this is a review of someone who stayed there and then like she heard the crying babies and when she put a pillow over her head the sound immediately went away it wasn't until later when I told her Bamp Springs is known to have an actual crying baby ghost who was murdered with her mother many years ago and uh, now supposedly is sealed in room 873 and she that that's what she may be. <laughs> Fucking weird. Not all ghosts are as terrifying. However, according to legend, Sam uh, McCulley was a, be a bellman who swore they they who people swore uh, or no, this guy came, this bellman swore he was gonna haunt the hotel after he's dead. It's like you know when I fucking die, I'm gonna fucking hunt you. You realize That's that? That's like some Scooby Doo shit. It is because uh, he loved working there so much. Guests have reported an elderly Scottish man. Uh, God damn I can fuck I'm not gonna try my Scottish accent right now I can <laughs> do it If I actually focus Like I can But my brother's like It goes Indian And I'm like Oh, coming down, to, come to that, <laughs> you know, uh, and helped with their bags and hotel workers actually supposed to be. So this motherfucker has helped with people's bags and then they're like, oh, yeah, this guy helped me. And like nobody helped you. And so it's like, no, that uh, guy helped me. He was a friendly Scottish man. I got any haggis. And then he's <laughs> fucking like, that'd be fucking freaky. And it, okay, this out of everything does remind me uh, of The Shining. Like four shizzy my nizzy. Yeah. Like yeah. it's fucking yeah. weird. hundred percent. Instantly when you pulled it up, I was like, <gasps> the Overlook Hotel is fucking weird. Oh man. Like let's let's get into the next case. I'm fucking enjoying this a lot. Um so the next one I have is is uh one of the bigger ones and, and it's quite a famous one mm -hmm. and, and people will have heard of this name. Yeah. Probably because of Stranger Things um, recently. Huh. So it's the Hellfire Club in uh, County Dublin. When Dalton. I saw you sent me uh, that, uh, very interesting. I was thinking about you today. 
uh, because I think that we should cover the entire scope of the Hellfire Club because yeah. me and Anton, want, we, we're going to do it this year, but for all the fans, it might be next year. We want to do a Hell series where Anton's reading this book about Hell. And then I want to do the Hellfire Club. So we're going to talk about like hell overall and if it came from certain paintings mm-hmm. and, and people's just influence. And then we want to actually talk about Anton LaVey and the two forms of Satanism. And I want to do Hellfire Club. And I, li- I was listening to a book. I'm like halfway through it. Um, and it's like the secrets of the Hellfire Club. But it's written really weird. Like the they're taking factual evidence from like the 700s and the way they talked. And it's, it's fucking weird how how it's written and written, but I, I, the funny thing is, well, I didn't even, it, it, it's synchronicity. And I read this book called the synchronicity curiously. It's like how everything connects. And then I was thinking about the hellfire club and how it was in Dublin and how we should cover it. And then when I realized that we were going to cover it tonight, I was like, what the fuck? Cause I didn't realize we were doing it when I brought up the pictures, like shit. Fuck, that is bizarre, weird. and I, I actually didn't realize until, obviously I'd heard of it before, but when I started to actually research it, how extensive and how far back. Like, way far uh, back. And how, like yeah, the and how just crazy sucking each some of the dicks stories praising are. the fucking devil. It's fucking weird, man. Um, okay, so the Hellfire Club is a deserted hunting lodge that was founded by Irish Freemasons in 1735. Yeah. Uh, located on Mount Pellier Hill in the Dublin Mountains, there are no records of the designer of the building that has been found. <laughs> it was supposedly built on the ruins of a Neolithic passage grave that dated back over 5,000 years. In many of these grave sites, they were marked by something known as a cairn, which is like a man-made pile or a stack of stones that were like built to signify a burial place. Like It's, it's quite common in Ireland. I know what you're talking about. Um, it's like... Um if you think about um, Blair Witch, yeah, right, same thing. Essentially, and then you have the, these other ones where it's like this weird kind of T-shaped thing that they would mark. So, on the orders of William Connolly, who was a politician, commissioner of revenue, lawyer, and major landowner at the time, the stones from the cairn were removed and used to help build a new fireplace for him in the lodge. Yep. The locals were immediately unsettled by this and considered the place doomed or cursed from then on. It is reported that the same night that the lodge was completed, a huge storm came in and tore the roof from the building, which left many believing that the place was truly cursed. Many rich people visited the lodge, um, as it was the upper classes and the interior was said to be incredible with unique attention to detail, while the common folk referred to it as the haunted house. Rumours spread that it was a meeting place for the Irish Freemasons and eventually more permanent residents known as the Hellfire Club. It was said during their meetings that there was excessive drinking, smoking, sex, and even even (laughs) reports of sacrifice and occultism. They would also leave a spot free at a table each night for the devil to attend the meetings. Yeah. There was said to hold black masses on the site, make deals with the devil, and attempt to summon him. Um, Which one night a fire broke out. Yeah. That that's so. No, freaky, no, it's freaky. Right? That, that's why I'm saying this is a hundred percent. Anton will probably be down, but either way, me and you will cover this. Mm-hmm. I want to do the Hellfire Club. It'll probably be like a two-hour episode. I want to do it. Like it's so. I didn't realize how much there is to it. There's fucking tons to it. I bring. I'm like listening to a book, and I'm like, what the fuck are these guys even talking about? And it was talking about like the how people viewed each other back then, and. 
And this guy was like into witchcraft, but it's like it's the this I have to listen to another book because this book is structured weird, and I bought it, but it's fu- the way it's written is so weird. Like, cause it's like going back in these like old timey writings. It's based on all the writings back then. And it's just like fucking weird. So one night, uh, a fire broke out at the lodge, which nearly killed many of the members and left the building unusable, forcing them to relocate nearby. In 1771, the club was revived properly and was active for another 30 years. Its most notorious member was Thomas Buck Whaley. His name is Thomas. And um, they were then, from that point on, known as the Holy Fathers. And they... There were stories that they had kidnapped, murdered, and ate farmers' children. Of course. Some of the legends that surround this place are... So there's a guy by the name of Simon Luttrell, a.k.a. the King of Hell, which rhymes. Yeah. Um, who apparently made a deal with the devil to clear his gambling debts, trading his soul after seven years. Making good on the deal, the devil and came to him. claim his soul. But he managed to escape with his life. This caused the devil to roam the area seeking him. Um, there's another story of a local priest that was out searching for a missing member of the clergy. Uh, he went to the Hellfire Club on suspicions that he thought maybe they had kidnapped Danny him. Danny boy, where are you? Are you out there sucking a little boy's dick? We're trying to find you. Now, this is, I don't know why he would do this, but apparently he he assumed that they might have kidnapped the priest and they were using him for a sacrifice. So he shows up at the Hellfire Club. Um, he I don't know if he breaks in or sneaks in or something like that. And he comes across this like giant, like weird cathedral looking room. Um, and they are worshipping some form of large cat with horns. Fucking and apparently he pulls out his holy water and starts to try to perform an exorcism on the spot, thus freeing the creature from whatever had possessed it. See, and that's what my thing with holy water is, is a pedophile blesses the water. Like, I don't understand holy water. I don't understand how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, right, uh, uh, where, what's that, David, I quote? Uh, attention flow, energy goes where attention flows, or energy flows where attention goes. Um, the same way they have rituals, uh, either way, there is rituals being done by celebrities like Madonna and Britney Spears and, and obviously Lady Gaga and stuff like that. Either way, if you can, if sports centers, our attention goes, our energy flows where attention goes is sports centers. I'm not a fan of sports. Never will be. I know everyone's like, well, you're wearing a fucking Toronto fucking you know, you're wearing a baseball hat. It's just like, no, I wear it because I like it. I'm not a fan of sports. I never have been. I'm into the weird shit. It's just like, I don't, I, I would play sports. It just doesn't get my goat. Like, but mm-hmm. th- that whole thing of like, you can be distracted. Uh, according to William Cooper, which I don't believe all of his shit, but yeah, I think he was correct when it's like, you distract people with, with, with games. Like, you have people like, fuck you, you fucking like Boston. And this is like they fight with each other over the, the stupidest shit is like sports games. Yeah. And it's like that that energy, yeah. you know? And so this whole idea that they, they can focus on, on certain things and put this energy into one specific thing and it could cause things to happen. Like, and you could focus mm-hmm. your energy on one thing and then all of a sudden, like, you start seeing shit 
and you're giving it credence. So then it ends up like actually happening because you're creating and manifesting, which like I believe in ghosts, but I also believe you can call upon things that maybe you're not meaning to. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because this is shit. This place as well. This this place, um, for some reason, I've seen uh, the idea of a black cat being brought up quite a lot. And apparently yes. it, it ended up being the club's mascot. Yep. Um, it's still connected to apparent hauntings in the area to this day. There's a story about the Hellfire Club, which I think would raise some suspicions when we get into it in a second. But there's a story I'm not going to tell now. It's going to be in my last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one I do. Um so there's a story very similar to the story of Loftus Hall. Um, yes, which, which when we'll you brought that up, I was that. like, shit, we're doing that? Like, uh, It's like, uh, and funny thing is, I didn't realize, but when I started doing research about that area, that um, Mount Pellier Hill, uh, the Loftus family also had a lodge, like a stone's throw away from the Hellfire Club. And this was before Crowley, right? I feel like Crowley definitely went there. Mm-hmm. Like, I would imagine so. Like jerks off on the fucking remains of the building. <laughs> I spread my magic. <laughs> it's fucking, is that it? Like, uh, fucking so yeah. crazy. And that's what I said. Uh, all the fans out there, like, um, I, I thought about you when I, I've said to Anton plenty of times, I want to do the Hellfire Club. And then he was like, maybe we should do it for a Hell series. And I was like, okay, like, if we're going to do this, let's do this. And now that we're connected through you and everything like that, and we're all becoming family, like, we should fucking, like, definitely, I want to dive more into it. I, and, and, and you have this idea, right? Like, when I was, when I was younger, my favorite number was 13. Um, I like black cats. Every time I saw a mirror, I'd punch it. I'm just joking. But, like, how it's just, like, it's just, like, how I almost thought that you could revert those things. Is like, you could kind of, like... Mm-hmm. You could turn something as known as a negative thing and turn it positive. I my fa- my mm-hmm. favorite number is thirteen. It's probably Friday thirteenth, but like stuff like that. Like it's just saying. Like I was gonna say earlier, it's like I'm someone. I, if I sit here, I could do like a three hour episode. Like I don't know how mm-hmm. Gordo does Easy. like six hours, but I could do three four hours and just fucking talk and get into like all yep. the details and shit, which I'm glad that you're also on board because I need someone like that. If I do that with Billy, Billy's like, I'm fucking drunk, man. Like, it's like, what time? He's like, try to hold up his wrist properly. <laughs> Look at us. Yeah. And sometimes like I have like a problem with that where I, I try to like shut myself up sometimes. Cause I'm like, I start, you might mention something and I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. And then we speak about yeah. that. It's just like, and yeah. I'm glad I have that you've entered our life and our strangeness because I want to be able to do those like three, four hour long episodes if necessary mm-hmm. for certain topics. Because I can sit here and talk talk about stuff like this all day. Like it doesn't bother me. I can like, as long as I'm not getting too drunk or I'm like <laughs> decently coherent and understand what we're talking about, I, I'm usually good. So let's get into the Dawson City. And it's weird that I've picked a couple places that were like, not just a place, it's an overall like city or forest. Mm-hmm. And this place is fairly strange. Um, I, I was looking for it because it doesn't really show much. This is the city, obviously near, it's a near a huge mountain, small town, uh, gold miner type style town. If people want to think about that, like it's think about a, a gold mining town. You build a little a uh, little civilization, you could say, near mountains or places where people would go mine gold or silver or certain metals that are found in the ground, especially back in the day. 
So let's just count the whole town because there is so much creepy stuff here. In a building called the Commissioner's House, people have reportedly seen apparitions and heard um, scattering voices, just like weird style voice, like just voices that you can't explain. Footsteps, obviously, is the main thing in hauntings a lot of times. Uh, there's a palace at the Palace Grand Theater. It's said to be haunted by Klondike Kate. See, it's like a gold mining town. You could just like hear that. Even Klondike Kate uh, sounds like a stripper. Uh, you would see in a dusty old uh, town, like a ghost. You know what I mean? Like it sounds like a, like a gold town. It's just like yeah. you have two strippers. You have Goldsmith <laughs> fucking Sandy and Klondike Kate. Uh, a very <laughs> famous person who died in the town. I don't know what she did. I would have to look deeper into this. Um, finally, the like that's what I'm saying. A lot of these cases could be mini-sodes for Patreon, as we said. Finally, West um, Minister's Hotel is supposed to be haunted by a whole host of specters causing unexplainable noises, weird footsteps, sounds of crying, usually with hauntings. Obviously, staff at the hotel who have claimed to have seen things vanish and then reappear causing them no really hassle in the end anyway. They're like, you know, we saw like, you know, the fire extinguisher went missing. We didn't have a fire, but it went missing. And then when the fire happened, it was there again. Like, it's just like all these weird kind of kind of things. It's She she was um an American dancer. Um, wow, I was right. A yeah, dancer. Talk about like burlesque was, shows. Um, she was in some TV shows as well. Some and she worked with uh Groucho Marx on oh, some Oh, she wrote the Groucho? Apparently. That's fucking weird. Groucho yep. Marx right, stuff so. is really weird, too. If you, it, it's and, and people look him up if you don't know, because I know the younger generation. It's like a famous guy with a big mustache. Rob Zombie was the one who got me into him. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. I guess that's true. Um, Rob Zombie does like kind of hold that merit. I'm, are you excited for the Munsters? Yes, I know. I know. You see, right, okay, so here's the thing, right? I'm... And, and I don't give a shit. I'm a huge Rob Zombie guy. Always have been. The only thing I think that Rob Zombie has done him, that that uh, I don't like, the only thing I didn't really care for that much was his Halloween 2. Other than that, I, I actually enjoyed it. I liked Halloween enjoyed, like, 1, and then 2 went too far. I 100% yeah. agree with you. Halloween 1, I, like we're so um, I, I, I absolutely love that. I love rewatching that. Um, you know, if it gets around Halloween, like, and my girlfriend is like, oh, let's watch a, you know, a scary yeah. movie or whatever. She loves, you know, kind of Michael Myers, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I'll always pull that one out. Yeah. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses so is and, in my top five. Me and my five. fiance watched House of a Thousand Corpses like last year. It's so well done. And the thing is, we have that. It's funny. We have that same opinion where it's like, but Michael, I was good to you, Michael. Like, it's just like that film is like iconic and people show it so much. The second one's not as great. I find it kind of lacking a lot of stuff, but. Um, yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses in my top Devil's five Rejects, of all time. Um, Love it. Uh, me and um, my girl also really enjoyed uh, Three from Hell. I thought that movie was great. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Three from made Hell. Yeah. the bad guys look like good guys. Like you were rooting for them. A thousand percent. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can notice there. That's a Rob Zombie mask. Mm-hmm. And then above me there is yes. the dude from the start of. And he House jumps of from the fucking Gorgeous. trees. I fucking hate that scene. That scene is frightening and. You can't deny that Rob Zombie, and I think that, like, if you never covered it, we should do on your show, is, like, let's just do an episode about Rob Zombie in general. I'd love and that. And we'll just shoot the shit that. talking about him uh, and his... Because I think he is a creative genius. Like, I'm not a huge fan of his music. So do I. Um, like, I enjoy And I it. always say that to people. 
uh, the thing I loved about Rob Zombie is, and I feel like, you know, if I were to ever even get anywhere near some sort of level of fame or have the opportunity to do things yeah. like that, that I would, I would create things that would be me. Yeah. So like when you get Rob Zombie's Halloween, yeah. you get exactly that. You don't get a Halloween, but Rob Zombie's name is at the top. Yeah. It's like, it is his movie. No, and I agree too. Like I've, I'd stated all the things I, I could do and would do with certain horror flicks and stuff like that. Um, you know, I've always made the point. I could, I feel like I could really write, if I had the money behind it, a really good reptilian horror flick where it would scare mm-hmm. the living shit out of people. Like, or it's never been done before where you have this idea of the, um, the horror figure, like the, it, but being a reptilian, but making it like almost like fire in the sky mixed with all these other films. Like, and I, I give it up to Jordan Peele for doing stuff that's different. Um, but I would, that's another guy yeah. I love that. I, I, I really admire How that crazy. about people when they just go, I'm just going to fucking do it. Why this. not? He has the money. Uh, in, in, in these films, like this is for an episode for another time. Uh, but it's just this idea that, you know, Rob Zombie did what he wanted. He had the money behind it. He sold yep. the tickets. He has his own paramount, um, horror land or whatever. Um, he, he did, um, what was, you know, he did, he did his thing. Like, you know what I mean? I enjoy it. And, and funny actually, uh, so I'm a huge fan of like haunted, uh, haunt yeah. attractions. So like I obviously COVID and everything fucked it up, but every year I used to fly to Orlando in September to do Halloween Harnets. Yeah. I swear to God, man, for two or three weeks. And, uh, a lot of people don't oh, know that there. the, I, the idea um, for House of a Thousand Corpses wasn't actually first written as a movie. It was written as a yes, treatment for a haunted house that. for Halloween Horror yeah, Nights. I do that. I did, he, he, um, Rob Zombie has an episode with Joe Rogan uh, and I he talks about I've that seen, and he talks about... I'm, I it's very did good. listen to it because I was very like, I must have heard that from there. Yeah, it's very interesting though. It's very good. So the headless captain of Queens Road. It is said that in 1745 there is a captain who lived on Queens Road with his unhappy wife. <laughs> and uh this is just in Newfoundland in Labrador. Um small little town with a lot of history. And uh the captain spent many months at sea in his abs- uh, and in his absence his wife began having an affair with a local merchant who hoped to take the lady for his own. <laughs> it's like, all right, uh, you're getting a good dick in. Uh, I want you for my own. While at sea, the wife and her man plotted to get rid of the captain, the, the kind of, I guess, the side piece, you could say. So they could get married. It's just like, well, you're married to this guy. I'm fucking you. I like you. I want this. Upon the captain's return from the city, the merchant suitor attacked the captain, completely severing his head with a long sword, which would take time. It would. Uh, the two men, the two men, the two then got married and, it wasn't paradise. Nothing really went as well as they thought it was going to be, of course, because you murdered somebody for this ceremony to happen. And the community had ostracized them both. 
uh, and obviously suspected that they had, they correctly suspected that he, they had something to do with the captain's death. And uh, as the relationship crumbled, strange things began occurring in the house, including strange noises and brief sightings of the captain without his head. Fucking creepy. So strange. Like, there's like, always, and I have another one uh, closer, like, very close to the end, because uh, we should slowly start bringing this to a close. But there, actually, let me say this one, since we're talking about it now, is uh, there is another case, and this is in, in 1879 at uh, 242 William Street in Montreal, Canada. Susan Kennedy went on a murderous rampage after a fit of jealousy. This could be its own mini-sode. She killed several people, including her, uh, her close friend, Mary Gallagher. This is supposedly the house that we're showing for the YouTube listeners. Um, and since that tragic day, there have been several sightings of a ghost throughout the building, and it is said that the spirit of Mary Gallagher wanders the halls of the own property uh, every seven years, her decapitated body appears stumbling around looking for her head. And this goes, because I think they, um, I'm pretty sure maybe they killed her at the guillotine, which I only got the brief story of this because I think it could be a fun mini-sode for the Patreon. But how often there is headless corpse hauntings it's all the time. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many cases. I'm saying probably over a hundred, maybe 500 cases of hauntings with headless corpses. Like for Sheezy, man, easy. Which, which is like freaky as well. Like I, when I'm listening to these stories, I try and like for a split second, like put myself in the vision of like what I, what I'm seeing from what you're talking yeah. about. And I'm like, fucking hell. Like I, I just, Again, like, Blair Witch Project is probably, I, I always have a hard time saying, like, oh, it's my favorite movie ever. Man, it, I watched it when I was 10 years old. I rented, top. or how was it, maybe 11 or 12. I rented Scooby-Doo and Blair Witch, and I watched Blair Witch after Scooby-Doo, and I was, like, sitting in my basement alone, laying on the ground, like, watching the movie on an old TV, people. This is, like, one of the bulb mm. TVs, and it scared the shit out of me. And when you were talking about it earlier, I was thinking, like, I think me and you should just do a commentary on it for the Patreon. Is like let's just watch it together, have a drink or two together, yeah, and just that'll be uh, the tent scene. Scare has always scared the living shit out of me. Like, dude, right? What I I like remember seeing that as well. And and we like, were probably oh, even we were probably even like further removed than you guys. Like, I mean, at least you know you guys had a you're probably more. Um, I suppose more advanced than us in a lot of yeah. ways and especially back then. So like, I remember hearing about this, like, Oh, there's this like movie, but it's like a, a lost tape of these people. Who went and you believed and it was right? real. And obviously, yeah. And I know like everybody kind of believed that at the time, but like over here, it was like this read. It's like, Oh, it, you know, it's coming from America. Yeah. It's coming from over there. And you're kind of going, Oh, what? And then, like, I remember seeing it, dude, and like, genuinely, like, wholeheartedly believing every fucking moment of that. Where I was like, "That's and and they did it." And I thought about that for weeks. Well done, and uh, definitely, like, people join the patrons on both of our channels. You're gonna get like a bunch of different stuff going on. And um, let's get into uh, the was Loftus. uh, You could say Lotus. Yeah, 
Let's get into that because that's your last one, right? And then I have one, yeah. one or two small ones. Um. Okay. So, uh, f- most people will know uh, Loftus Hall as the most haunted place in Ireland. So, for context, where I live in Wexford, this is probably like maybe thirty. 40 minutes from oh, where I'm at. Oh, shit. You're, like, super um, close. Yeah, and I've been here quite a few times. So, Loftus Hall is a large mansion located along the Hook Peninsula. Uh, for people who don't know, uh, Hook Lighthouse is, like, a stone's throw away from Loftus Hall. It's out on this, like, jagged peninsula thing. And uh, Hook Lighthouse is the second oldest uh, working lighthouse in the world. Why is it still working? Um... Don't they have GPS now? I have no idea why. Um, I was just watching fucking... um, um, uh, I was just watching The Fog, which (laughs) I haven't seen since I was a kid. I think it's kind of lacking. I fucking love John Carpenter, but... And that, that it, it, the whole thing is a lighthouse. Everything is a haunted lighthouse. Think about that with the ring or whatever that movie. There's a movie with the lighthouse. If if I don't watch it for like a couple of years and then I watch it again, I'm like, oh, I actually, yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. It's not this. bad, uh, but when I re- the beginning yeah. is very slow, very mm-hmm. slow. Chick's like working at the lighthouse, Meg. Tell her to leave the kids. The kids to get out of the house. It's like you want to run into the fog lady. <laughs> Um, okay, so the mansion has been a private residence, uh, a convent, to, on two separate occasions, um, a school for young girls, and even a hotel. So in in more recent times, the hall was finally opened to the public as an attraction and was featured on Ghost Adventures with Zach Baggins, who we've talked about yes. before. And it was also um, the main film location for a movie that came out in 2016, yeah. I think, called The Lodgers, which was kind of loosely based on Loftus Hall. Sack douchebaggins. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so the house was built by the Redmond family in 1350 uh, during the time of the Black Death. It replaced the original castle um, that was originally on the property. The property later came into the possession of the Loftus family in the 1650s due to the result of the Cromwellian confiscations, mm. and it was confirmed after the restoration of King Charles II of England by the Act of the Settlement in 1662. So that basically what that means is the English came in and went, uh, yeah, this is a nice house. Get out. Really? We're giving it to an English family. This is essentially, they went like, what? I don't know if they murdered them, but they were like, you know what you're going to do? Out of here. That's fucking And weird. they're moving in. So, um... In 1917, it was converted into a convent. Uh, in 83, it was converted into a hotel. After this, it was left abandoned until 2011. That happens where it so often. A tourist where they're like, we don't know what attraction. to do with this building. And I don't know if that's anything to do with the hauntings. But they're like, we don't know what to do with it anymore. Uh, we'll turn it into a hotel. Okay, that's not working. It's not making money. And then they just, like, it happens like all over the world in tons of places. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember for years, I always used to look at it locked up and go, now that kind of made it maybe more scarier. Mm. And like, if you were ever down that way and you would see like, maybe the gate was open and there was like a Jeep or something up near the house, you'd be like, what the fuck? Or who the fuck is like in there? Why are they in there? Or what's? It's fucking weird. But um, 
Okay, so in seventeen in the seventeen eighties, the Loftus family uh, were away on business, and they invited the Tottenhams to watch over the mansion in their absence. When the family moved into Loftus Hall, they brought their only child, their daughter named Anne, with them. On a stormy night, a man. Now this is uh, apparently there's a similar story with the Hellfire Club. Now I don't know if one just kind of ripped it from the yeah. other or whatever. But it's nearly like word for word the exact same story. Now this is the main, uh, the main story of Loftus Hall. Like this is apparently what started the entire Strange. thing. Um. So on a stormy night, a man visited the house, uh, looking for shelter. They welcomed him into the house. The storm raged on for days and days, and eventually fell in love with the stranger. I think she was, like, young, like, impressionable, like, just fucking, like, seeing this, like, strange man and was like, oh, I love him. Um, <laughs> one evening, they were enjoying a game of yeah. cards. Uh, she realized that she had dropped a card on the floor and she went to retrieve it. She Got then saw the her lover's... Her s- face with a dick. <laughs> she then saw her so-called lover's feet, the feet of the devil, a cloven what? hoof. What? The devil makes it through the root... Uh, the, so at this point then, obviously, she shrieks or whatever comes up from the table. He's obviously been found yeah. out. He bursts into flames and flies through the roof, leaving a large hole in the ceiling, which apparently to this day still... That's fucking weird. And I find like you're like the history... In Ireland is so deep and rife with lore. Like while I'm looking up research, I'm always like looking around for what episodes could we do? What do we? What do I got? And I found like I've like I have stuff that we could do on like pixies and stuff like that. Obviously, that's huge in Ireland. Obviously, mm. pixies, leprechauns, stuff like that. But like hauntings in general, castles, like it's and I'm interested, right? Like the thing is because you know I'm Canadian and we we are trying to branch out and cover some Canadian things. And like we're gonna dive into a lot of Canadian serial killers, hauntings, paranormal events. Um, especially serial killers, there's a lot more than I think people realize that that exist mm. in Canada. But Canada's, you could say, fairly new comparative to the history of like Ireland. So like, and considering now we're connected with you and you're part of the family, it's it it interests me. It it's, it's gets my dick hard to like think like, okay, hey, what can we get into? How like we can do so many different topics uh, when it comes to Ireland in general. Like the fact that like we've mentioned before, we kind of want to get into Irish serial killers, which is something I've never really heard about, but I'm sure I could find a lot of information about. And it's so like intriguing. And I think I cross path. We cross path for a reason and everything like that. Like it's 100%. so fucking interesting. And like, obviously mushrooms has helped me. Like I was thinking about when I was on my mushroom trip, I was thinking about you and I was like, all oh, these people are in my life for a reason. And we're starting to grow and do different fucking things. And like, how it's crazy you're over it's here weird like it's here. like you talked about like the the synchronicity thing it's weird how sometimes things just kind of yeah kind of connect like, it's fucking strange and i there's so many things we're going to get into let me we'll bring it to a close with this uh crazy fairmont uh empress hotel so so yeah, like, yeah. before before you yeah, get to yeah. that right i'm just going to run through so oh cuz there's more uh, yeah, so the, the, the apparently this whole, like the story I had always heard. This isn't even something that I knew from research, just from living yeah. around here. You would always be told like that this hole was still in 
the hall and they couldn't repair it. So so this picture here to people for like, people who were roof? on Yeah, yeah. So that picture there that you had up um for for people who were watching this on the YouTube and stuff, um that uh that image, okay, so in two thousand and fourteen that photo was taken by a British tourist by the name of Thomas Beavis. <laughs> His name is and Thomas this, Beavis. Yep. Jesus, that's that shit went so viral. Um so I, and this is kind of the reason why I think um so he burst into flames, burst through the roof. Uh, flew away. Like it reminds me of like those not, like not, movies. You know, and he's like <laughs> and he's like flies away. Yeah. It's like, all right, bye bye. And this was always like over here, like this was always told as like it, you know, it wasn't like one of those like haha, you know, the yeah. devil. It this was like like serious shit. It was like, no, no. The devil existed. The and devil it was sent shows during spine. We just talked about the Jersey Devil and how like she birthed the Jersey oh. Devil and then he like and like flew out of the fucking ceiling and like killed all of his fucking siblings and shit. Like it reminds me of the same kind of story of like, oh shit, like now this place is completely haunted. And okay, so not long after this happened, she was pregnant. And Obviously, she like back in those times. I'd imagine, like you know, she's she's a young. I say she's a young girl. Like she's probably like fucking, you know, nineteen or twenty yeah. or some shit. But like, obviously, she didn't really have any like dealings with the outside world or commoners or anything. So like, the only person that she had been in contact with was this dude, and her family were like, you know, her parents were like, fuck, she's like gonna have like. The spawn of yeah, Satan. The That's Jersey like devil. the devil That's child the, in her. So basically what they done was they kept this quiet in the background. Yeah. They were like, okay, let's just like act like everything's cool, right? So they let her have the kid. As soon as the baby is born, they murder it and they bury it in the wall. Holy fuck. This is a horror movie. House. Why haven't they made a movie about this yet? So like there's there's a room that and I've actually been in this room three, uh, two or three times called the tapestry room and it was her room and it looked out off the cliffs and into the sea and apparently this is where like she would like stand and like stare out at the sea hoping to like see him come back or something and save her or bring her away so crazy they fucking buried the dead body of that kid in the wall in and they legit room. they know in at least in historical fact they actually did this yep what so the then fuck? they called a priest to perform an exorcism on the house um, she she basically went psychotic after that. She spent all the last years of her life locked away in the tapestry room, uh, where her child was buried in the walls, and she just sat in a rocking chair and <sighs> stared out through the window at the sea, hoping to see a ship coming. Maybe he'd be on it. Um, years later, when they went in, like I don't know, went through the house and stuff, is when the skeleton remains were found. Um, That's crazy. In the 1870s when the house was being renovated that 1870s? happened 1870s uh, many many people have also claimed to have seen orbs manifestations around the house so i personally have been to this place many yeah. times have you seen anything uh, had some cr- cr- i haven't seen anything but i've had some Feeling. crazy experiences like i uh we we done a tour uh, one night and i got picked out of the crowd and i got left in a That's room sick. while the tour I continued would love to do that. Um, 
the cold spots in the house are absolutely I don't know if it was just me focusing on that, but like I was like fucking it was bizarre. There's a room in there, it's it's a chapel in yeah. the house. And it is one of the freakiest. It has like the pews. Yeah. They like had the, a little church inside and, uh, the house. That's yes, fucking weird. It's the and the th- fucking it I've always said that too, right? It's like it just because like my friend that we mentioned that was schizophrenic, he'd walk by churches and he was screaming. And I'm like, just because you know, you think that it's this place that you know people comfort they comfort each other during mourning of death and stuff like that does not mean it's this pure place. Uh, because in my opinion, mm-hmm. religion is not the greatest thing. And I, I don't care if you are religious and, you know, and, and people out there that are religious, you know, believe in what you want to believe. Uh, our whole thing is everybody love everybody. But there is some weird thing of giving your energy up to a higher power that you don't know is actually there. And like de- devoting your life mm-hmm. to this higher power that you, that you could just be exhuming your energy, especially negative energy. And another thing I think that doesn't get, uh, I know like there's obviously a lot of horror movies and stuff bring it up, but um, religion is fucking yeah. scary, man. And there's a lot of deep religion things. And you think scary. about every horror movie, Insidious and, and, and all these things. And uh, like this, this definitely has went out longer than I thought it was going to be, what I, which I enjoy. Uh, but let's just bring it to a close with the, the Fairmont mm-hmm. uh, Empress Hotel located on the Vancouver Island. It is notorious for ghosts. It's actually named one of the most haunted, famous hotels by Reader's Digest. As I was joking in the beginning of the episode, I was like, it's always like, Reader's Digest says this shit is the fucking hauntedest place on earth. And uh, this place is fucking massive also. Huge, old structure style hotel, like right on the little lakefront. Why do they all remind me of fucking the They do, and this, no, it's the structure, Kate. The reports of that that the architect, <laughs> bring up him, of the hotel Francis uh, Rattenbury still wanders around the hotel. His spirit eternally attaches supposedly to the property because um, I've tried to play Ouija boards and use ghost detecting equipment in graveyards never works because and then I started to get to the belief of people don't live in gra- like ghosts don't live in graveyards. Okay, they go to where they're familiar with. They, they'll they'll even mm. if they think they're even if they're trapped in the astral world, I do believe they would go to where they're most comfortable. So somehow they try and even if it is like what they show on The Conjuring or Insidious, where it's this kind of like this astral world where it's like our world but darker, you try to find your way home. And there's supposedly a ghost of Lizzie McGrath, a chambermaid who tragically fell to her death one day while cleaning one of the rooms. She attempted or she attempted to step out onto the fire escape. I don't know why you were cleaning a room and it's just like, all right, let me get the window. And then you just <laughs> fall to your fucking death. And she plummeted several stories to the ground below, which is strange. I get you're trying to be a good chambermaid before Count Olaf fucking beat you to death. But like, I don't think you need to go on the fire escape to try to clean the window. And I have pictures. She's got one of those old school, like dusters. It's just like fucking, um, I don't know, goose feathers on a fucking stick. <laughs> I don't know why, but when you said that, they reminded me of, uh, what's the dude from fucking Shrek? Lord Fireclaw. <laughs> yeah, he's like fucking tormenting the gingerbread man. <laughs> 
Yeah, but why? I, that that is strange. Why? Why would you be out on the unless like these people they're being influenced by ghosts? And I it, it will come on a further episode. Obviously, like we can spend literally hours talking about this stuff, which will happen for live shows and stuff like that. Like like I said, Anton's like, I'm good with like two two and a half hours, but I'm someone like if there's a topic I specifically want to dig my teeth into, I'm not a huge fan of two parters. There will be two parters on Strange Brew. It's gonna happen with certain cases, which we we can only cover, you know, two hours each episode. Yeah. It's not four hours, but, and I feel like you're on the same page that there is certain topics that if we want to get into, if I schedule the time, right, I'm down to do like three, four hours, like, and just, yeah, because there is certain topics I think there that really need like to be done justice where they're completely fleshed out one episode. I, I'm not a fan of two parters. A lot of other people do it and just something I've never really wanted to do. And we've done it before and we'll do it again with certain topics and certain serial killers. But there, if I could, like my when me and Billy did Jack the Ripper, um, I was like, it's fucking seventeen pages. I'm ready to do three and a half hours. But I was like, oh, I can't do that because we drink also. Especially when Billy's over, maybe we drink a little more because we're physically in person. And he's like, I cannot yeah, yeah, do yeah. that. And each episode was about like two hours ish, and I was ready to do like a three and a half hour podcast. So and he was like, I just can't do it. And I'm like, I can but like i would have to like make sure i only drink what i have here yeah because yeah, i enjoy yeah. the drinks it, it makes you a little loose and get your thoughts in a, a weird space i'm kind of glad i didn't smoke up on this episode because i feel like it would have gone more off in a tangent and banter but obviously supposed to be found on the ground below uh, unknown to her the fire escape had been removed for construction and repairs so she went to step out to try to clean the window maybe as she usually does like the guy's like you need to go out there okay the window is fucking dirty um count dickwad down the street can see the dirty window you're i pay i don't pay you i enslave you to do this she's a chambermaid you pretty much get paid pittance to do this sort of stuff and then she like steps out the one day like a normal routine like and then she's like uh, turns into a clock like she's in Beauty and the Beast, and she, <laughs> it's like and her her son Chip is just like dismantled, um, and it's a, it is a weird fucking thing. And now, suppose we guess say they hear terrible screams outside of their windows, which would be frightening as fuck. Um, and the most unsettling, an unnamed elderly woman is said to knock on people's doors. She's urgently leads the guest to the elevator where she disappears. She knocks on your door and then she's like, you gotta come to the fucking elevator. Okay. And then she like leads to the Mm. elevator and then she just disappears and you're sitting there in your skivvies and it's just like, all right, um, that was strange. Yeah, no, I don't even like instantly. And I, I'm even like that now when I stay in a hotel and it's like later at night if someone knocks on the door, instantly I like shit my pants. I'm like, what? No, and I feel like I've had that happen. Am I going to be on one of these true crime shows? No, I feel like I've had that happen too, where like someone randomly knocks on your door. Me and my fiance are like, where if somebody knocks on the door, we'll like hide under the couch. Like there's, especially at our old house, we had a big front window (laughs) and we would just kind of be like, where the fuck's at the door? And we like, like peek through the thing. We still do that. We're like, if it now in yeah. the place we're living at, like you essentially have to go through the back door to kind of get in. Like there's a big front door, but we don't really use it. So nobody really, and it, we're in a smaller town now. We're in a, like a bigger city and it's changed now because it's like before, like we're on kind of a place that was like, it was an area that was known for like drug addicts and grimy shit. Like, like there was an apartment mm. building, like not far from us that, really weird fucked up shit would happen. 
like it was fairly close where there and there was this weird park beside it and like you just see the weirdest kids hanging out there and yeah that would have me on I never alert. fucking answer the door um I like oh man this shit like I love ghost stuff and I can talk about this all night um we're definitely going to have to do like some some live specials um some stuff for Patreon uh we have a lot of stuff coming um I I have two yeah, questions yeah, before uh before we close it out and it's both for you um sitting here listeners. now and then and then afterwards yeah i would like people to comment wherever they want to whether it be on youtube or instagram, you know on our instagrams yeah. or somewhere like that and 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 message us and let me know your answers to yeah, these 100%. questions so number one would be uh if there is one is there a place a haunted place or a supposedly haunted place or something like that that sticks out in your mind as like your holy yes. grail of like, this is a place I'd love to go to. And then the second part of that question is where do you think that the most haunted place that you know on of. earth is? Yeah. 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 I, I want to know that too. I I'm interested. Um, see me, I can, I don't really know. And I'd like to go here. There's a place called Stony Creek. Um, it's not far from me. And I, I think I've, said the story kind of just briefly on the podcast. Um, but that I had uh, a friend, they went to this place. It was like where they'd keep soldiers during not civil war times, but like kind of like back in the day and they were sitting on a hill and the a younger son went in with the mom, which is funny. And then they tell ghost stories and you're not allowed to go upstairs cause it's haunted and they don't want you messing around with stuff. It's an historical building. There's this building where it's like a family house and then next to it, it was supposed to be where soldiers stayed and they're both haunted. And the older son and the father were sitting on the hill, kind of like just watching the house. And then they swear to God. And this is like when I was like 12, 13, the dad and the son are telling the story. And there was th- this whole idea of that. This grandma took care of the sick girl. And she had like tuberculosis or some fucking cholera, some sort of disease that existed back then that killed a bunch of people. And um, the grandma kind of stayed with the the girl till she died, and the grandma died. And they saw, uh, uh, as they passed the window, they saw the old lady morph into the little girl as it walked by the window. And they swear they like they and they told that like the mom and the younger son after like what the it was and like oh they, she's told ghost stories. We didn't really hear anything, and like we saw something, and it was like right there. And they don't cl- mm. they claim to never go upstairs and stuff like that. Um, also, another episode that's got a lot of downloads that we covered is the Black Donnellys. I don't know if you ever heard about this. It's an Irish family that fucking came to Canada. You should look at the Black Donnellys. Listen to the episode honestly if you want to, because it's a strange case. Um, and they came here. There was fights because Irish people came over here and there were Protestants and Catholics and they would kind of fight over bullshit. Uh-huh. And then nobody liked the Black Donnellys. The Black Donnellys would steal horses and do all sorts of fucking crazy shit to people. And then so they, at the end, the, essentially the scope of the story, go back and listen to the episode, is they killed all the Donnellys, murdered them all, like burnt them in the house alive. I've never heard uh, of that Look story. at the Black Donnellys. Listen to the episode. I think you'll enjoy it. It's fucked. Billy's like, what the fuck half the time? Because it's such a strange case. Um, because of how the, the shit that these motherfuckers used to do is crazy. And so they, they'd steal horses, burn down other people's barns. And never really never really hurt people. they just fist fight. They're like, they were like, uh, we, I think we joked and said it was like a family of Conor McGregor's. Because they would just like fight everybody and wouldn't care about who it was. 
And it was fucking crazy. And then essentially there is a supposedly now you can go tour the place in uh, Lucan, Ontario, and it's supposed to be haunted. It's fucking weird. Interesting. I don't know how I've never. You should heard of listen it. to the episode or um, look up some docs on it. It is a fucking. And if you ever specifically maybe want to cover it just for your show, um, we can definitely talk about it because it's fucking crazy. It's such a strange case. Um, is there is there somewhere on the planet that you would consider the most? Like the, it doesn't even have to be a specific place, you know, even if it's like a country or a. I don't know, for some reason, like, you know, places like Japan. Yeah always jump out to me is like, I feel like there's a lot of like, fuck. There's up. a lot of hauntings. We talked about that in the strange hauntings of world war. It's just like, there's supposed to be like, or strange mysteries of world war. There's like Japanese soldiers. Um, the States has a lot. I don't think there's any place. I think it's mm. kind of everywhere. Like I'm going to say like S- Scotland has some weird shit going on there. Britain is just a place because the culture, it's older. It's the country has existed for a long time. They, you know, so there's yeah. places like that. It's fucking, it's fucking strange. Um, it's, it is weird. And it's, um, we should, I guess let's bring it to a close. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would say like it is, I think it's everywhere, but you have like place like obviously Britain, the haunting of the London tower, which I actually have, I've written out for either an episode or a Patreon episode. Maybe we get into the haunting tower is kind of weird. Um, and I have it written out ready to go. So if we want to do that for a uh, Patreon or like the show in general. I've actually been have there. You? See, I don't have the chance to travel yeah. around. Like, I'm so busy with my life, and especially now, where I was a I was a fuck up back in the day, and I was just like doing things for self servicement. Is that a word? But like, kind of like just being a selfish prick. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I've changed over the years, and and now with all the stuff, like I'm constantly podcasting, editing, you know, being with my fiance, trying to make time for my friends. But mostly when I see Billy. It's just like we're recording and stuff like that. So life gets busy and I want to make yep. sure we bring people the best content as possible. So I try to like really look into things and spend my time doing this because I want to devote time to this so people know and expect that, you know, they're going to, that they can rely on this content and this podcast to, to bring them the quality entertainment yeah. and, and fun and question, question things. And my whole thing is question everything. Right. So, and shout your stuff. You know, obviously, you know where to find us, www.strangerpodcast.com. Subscribe to the Instagram. That always helps because, like, um, we do have a Facebook and we have, you know, a couple hundred people on there. Uh, but I'm constantly banned from Facebook from, like, shit I posted, like, two years ago. So uh, it's it's hard to kind of keep up with it when I'm, I'm literally getting banned from something I posted as a story, like, like eight months ago. Um, so Instagram is the best place to find us. And I'm starting to post a lot of fucking weird, strange videos. You see clips of the podcast and then the website, you know, get merch and support the Patreon, both of our patrons. You know, if you have like the three bucks, essentially, if you're going to go for me and Aaron's like, you know, uh, you know, a, a class horror cast, uh, first class horror, if you want to like subscribe to the Patreon for both of us, it's like six, seven bucks a month for you. It's, it's not much to support the show. It really isn't. And uh, yeah, and there's going to be a lot of stuff coming. Um, much like you, I don't, I have uh, accounts on basically all the platforms, but a lot of them I either get banned every now and again or just can't be bothered to use them because they're just yeah. fucking shit. Uh, Instagram for me is is probably where I'm for most active sure. on social media. Um, it's first class horror. Um, so if you do want to reach out with any suggestions or comments or feedback or anything like that, um, the podcast is on all podcast platforms. Or you can get it at www.classhorrorcast.com. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, like support the Patreons and stuff. I think that's going forward. That's going to be a big thing for both of us. We have a lot yeah, of cool ideas. Of cool There's a lot of stuff like we an, haven't talked an about. Anton, uh, the, the cohesiveness, and I want you to meet my buddy, good old Bilbo Baggins. I want you to meet Billy because Billy is is a great dude. He works a lot, but like he, without him, this podcast wouldn't have became what it has uh, without his hilarity mm-hmm. and skepticism and all the things that he's brought to this podcast. And I love the dude. He's my best friend for a long time. He, he like, he, sh- he's always like, he's on every, either every other episode or every like second episode, but I'm convincing him cause he got a laptop and it shit on him. And I was like, that's what you get for getting a refurbished laptop. But he wants to be able to join in <laughs> on like live streams and do stuff like that. And then, so we can all kind of cohesively be a family under like the host hut yeah. productions and first class horror kind of umbrella. So I think there's a lot to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're going to get things on the Patreon that you'll never hear on the main shows. And uh, I think the time this comes out, uh, for sure, I think the Irish Travelers episode will be on the Patreon. Um, I'm going to put it out there flat, and I'm going to send you the link where you can literally watch the same doc that we're talking about, and it is very entertaining. Um, I really enjoyed doing that. So fucking, honestly, make sure you guys check that out. It's such a it's bizarre so fucking thing. Uh, you know what? Everybody love everybody. Uh, we love all you guys. Oh, there it is. Everybody love everybody! Come on! Everybody love everybody. Fucking Christ. There's, you, know, you know the roadcast. You're like trying to flip through to get the like perfect sound. Dude, I, I've like tried so many different things. I've like drawn out like squares and then written what I have on it yeah, for that day. It still doesn't work. And out. then like I like mix them up and I'm like, what the I, fuck? It still doesn't work out. Uh, I know we love everybody. Um, you know what? Uh, you know where to follow us and shit like that. Uh, stay strange. And you could, I guess, stay classy. San Diego. Mm, I just feel like Stay Strange again it's another one of those things it's like the fucking start of yeah. the show you have the cool reptilian thing and then I come in going oh yeah it's just me and then you have the Stay Strange and at the end of my show I have alright then <laughs> bye it's just like I don't know what the fuck it's I think with these cool now we have to I can't say, say like, Stay Classy Ireland in Canada it's like, it's like you're trying to mess it <laughs> Stay classy, oh, Ireland. Gosh. All right, fucking let's. Next time, we're going to get you to a Canadian. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our regular program. Everybody, fuck everybody. I'm outspoken like David Icke. Guns loaded with a laser sight. Don't walk alone. It's not safe at night. Serial killers taking lives. Evil villains in a fake disguise. Husbands seem nice till he ate his wife. Nothing seems right in this way of life. Jamie Lee Curtis and I am to please anxiously